Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Once the Matrix has you... They're watching you, Neo. You're in danger. Later is sooner than you think. Dodge this. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. The Matrix. I'm Lord of Nothing. I'm Lord... I'm King Shit. That's me. <laughs> King Shit. This is my last drink. Time for your reward. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. What's up, everybody? I'm Nolan. That's Glover84. Plastic Werewolf. We are not doing this. (laughs) We're doing this. I'm choosing not to. Enter the Matrix. Melanie Daniels. Give us your name. That's Glover84. Whatever. You can go by that today, I guess, if you want. We've got a special guest on today's uh, episode. Um, You are listening to Cinema Parlor, by the way. So our guest for today, uh, Chris McGuire. How are you doing, sir? What if I told you? (laughs) That I am Moon City Maguire. Moon City, you know, okay, so, uh, before we get started, Stacey, you want to tell everybody what your idea was here that I absolutely didn't like, I guess, because I didn't go with it. I think you forgot it. Yeah. Mostly that. We're doing The Matrix today, so everybody go buy uh, their online persona, because that's cool, right? Okay, well, you can call me Chuck Madden Jr., I guess, okay. <laughs> MXPX Boy 25. Which this handle is, was that for? Wait, this is for that era, right? 1999. Oh, mine's oh, Clockwork Days. I'll be uh, Noni T underscore 15 or Chuck Madden Jr. for You're Chuck Madden. Okay. When well. did when did you get, we don't have to say the email address, but when did you get the email address that you use? When I was 18 years old, I believe. It's because you've had it yep. for a long time. It's yep. after this era, but it's- yep. Wait, wait a minute. Why can't we say, I mean, don't email him, but- it's Rick James Go. Do email him. That was in Alaska wow. when Rick James died. And that <laughs> that's a true story from someone who I know people question how honest they are in life. But I never questioned it until you just well, said. Well, I, I mean, our listeners. You've made it very not you guys, uh, suspicious. I mean, I'm sh- I, I say a lot of things that I'm sure our listeners question. That's all I'm saying. Can I bring this back around? How long have the three of you guys known each other? Yeah, so Stacy, Chris, and I. We grew up together. We went to high school together. So we've known each other for... Nolan. Yes. Me and Stacy went to middle school together. Yeah, true. We went to elementary school together. True. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so did you, though. We just didn't we talk just to you. Didn't you were too you. cool. 
they were too i mean they were probably too cool for me i was just that is not no true at he all. was just in a different class yeah you only know who the it's 20 people are mm-hmm. in your immediately class. in your bubble. and we were in mrs compton's class in second grade if you say so do you and i do have, do you not have any nope rem- no memory you don't remember when we flooded the bathroom no the urinals just flushing them <laughs> so many times man I'm not even going to get into that. As an adult that, that works triggering. at a public school, that irritates triggering me. Triggering for you. Mm-hmm. I just want to say <laughs> sorry <laughs> about that, guys. <laughs> no, I have no memory of that, and I would not remember. I don't remember any of my teachers' names. All that to say, we've been friends for a long time. We have. Too long. So this will be the final day <laughs> of friendship. <laughs> this is our last day of friendship. We're going to be obviously talking about the Matrix. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about your... What you do? Want to talk about yourself at all? Uh, Why are you important? What are your likes, your dislikes? Um, Who are you? That's the thing. I'm not important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always not important. Uh, I am Chris. I'm from small town Missouri with these guys. And I own and operate a couple of coffee shops in yeah. our town here. And I went to school for digital film production and I tried doing that as a profession for a little while and our town was not ready Mm. for it and so I wound up just getting into coffee and falling in love with that. I was just thinking this as you're talking you know what's great about um, college is all four of us uh, did something with either film in our background or production or studies or whatever and none of us uh, are in that field in our real life the most i use anything that i <laughs> How is went that to school great? with is well i'm being sarcastic podcast. obviously yeah. <laughs> that's true mm-hmm. i still listen to a lot of film podcasts and i i try to get to the movies when i can but i usually only go to see kind of the the bigger spectacle movies these days just because it's expensive to go to the movies, and sure. I always want to get food and beer. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not the same. You don't have like a bowl of popcorn and a pizza and a, for me, a milkshake and cookies and a good drink Lord. on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have spent like hundred bucks every time. I mean, that adds you make up. those Alamo yeah, people on. work, and I even have the season pass. You know what my favorite thing at the Alamo is? A cheese pizza, angry. They put jalapenos uh, yeah. on it, and mm-hmm. it's thin crust. Ooh. Yeah, just. Like one or two pieces, and you just sit there and you watch the movie. Yep. It's really nice. Yeah, Alamo, we're pampered now. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Uh, well, Chris, it's awesome to have you on, and uh, I think yeah, we're going to have I, a uh, good time. And I, I'm a fan of the show. It's oh, thanks, great. Man. I've been listening since the beginning. Well, and I'm honored to be here. We, we're, uh, we're honored to have. We're you. honored to have you. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and my axe. Yes, they say. (laughs) Before riding into battle. (laughs) Uh, Melanie, before we get into the movie, what have you made us to drink on uh, today's episode? If we are being true to the nature of this movie, I feel like we should all be drinking original Monster and vodka. Wow. And bottom shelf vodka. And aristocrat. The giant tub. You want to taste it with the monster. And I think it should be something... Like the thing that Cypher was pouring for Neo <laughs> in the movie. In, out of a gasoline oil. Yeah, like. <laughs> good shit, huh? Dozer makes it. Good for two things. Degreasing engines and killing brain cells. Oh. I've never had original Monster Energy, but I've smelled it and I'll never drink it. It makes my teeth hurt. I gotta tell I you guys, it. I love the no sugar monsters. 
I can't do energy drinks. I can't anymore. I'm a, it hurts, strictly like a coffee Smelling boy. it hurts yeah. my stomach. The only, the only reason I, well, one of the reasons I drink them is just because I'm a, I, I work at night and I've got to get, I got to get, the inertia. get it in gear. Yeah. And so I have figured out that the no energy is much healthier for me. The no now, sugar. Should I, here, <laughs> yeah. No, no energy. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with everybody. I am on Benadryl and <laughs> gummies combined right now. So I'm trying my best here. I, I've had a long week. All right, enough uh, <laughs> enough endorsement of Monster. So what are we actually drinking today, Melanie? So what we're drinking, I'm going to call it the Architect. And it's one ounce gin, half an ounce or half a teaspoon of lavender simple syrup, a splash of lavender bitters, and then three to four ounces Prosecco. All right. Chicken mm. up well. So my idea is every if you look up drinks inspired by the Matrix, they're all green, red, or blue. Mm-hmm. And they look like battery acid. So I wanted something that was nice and that could lull you back into the Matrix. I mean, I'm there. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. Not too sweet. This is very nice. And if you wanted to do a version of this, you could do or a virgin cocktail. You could just do club soda with uh, lavender tea or lavender simple syrup. It would still be really refreshing. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Well, great job. We're going to be covering 1999's The Matrix, directed by the Wachowski sisters. Before we get into the film, we would like to kind of talk about how everybody's first time viewing of this movie was and when it was. So I'll just start off and say that uh, I do remember when this movie came out. Uh, I watched it in theaters. It was a big deal. Uh, It blew my little mind away as as a young teenager and Missouri. And uh, I still really enjoy the film to this day. But uh, yeah, really liked it. Okay, so Nolan, I got to ask you because this is before or right around when our hometown theater was reopening, right? So this is to set the stage. Mm -hmm. This is freshman year in high school. Sure. For the three of us. Uh, for, you guys should for, talk about the plaza. It's really me, cool. Nolan I don't know Chris. if you've ever talked about it. I don't know if you watched this in town or if you went somewhere I else. I went to jo- I'll just say Joplin. You know, oh you my have to keep god! That in. I, I can't believe you said it. I went to a yeah, a town nearby. A town nearby. Yeah. Did you say a different titty? A different titty nearby. <laughs> and you saw it when it first came out. Yes. Blew your mind. Yep. Yep. So I I saw it in because I didn't think anything of this because. So back in the day, movies that were released in March were kind of just dumped. We, we don't have that now. Well, it went back to that for a while, I feel like, after this. Because whenever I started working at a theater in college, there was the spring lull. I, but now we have D&D. That's true. <laughs> I, well, we didn't end up doing the what we've been up to, but I really wanted you to talk about D&D on that episode. What's kind of so interesting good. It was great. I love Barbarians. It's so good. Some of the, like, the January through March titles that get dumped now are like more interesting than a lot of movies well, we Black get throughout Panther, the rest of the year. That was mm-hmm. so well, February. Black Panther was Hollywood February. Style. So Hollywood-wise, all this changed when 300 came out because that was a March release that made mega bucks. Matrix opened okay, but it had legs. Like It wasn't like a a massive hit to start. Uh, I recall seeing this at the drive-in theater when it first opened. So it would have probably been about what a month after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it was a late March release. So probably April, May seeing mm-hmm. it at the drive-in and yeah, I, I thought it was very cool. Yeah. Here's the thing. You, you can't be 
an eighth or ninth grader and see this movie and not think that it's very cool. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just part of it because it is very cool. I saw this movie with my dad and my girlfriend. It was definitely on VHS. I watched it on mm-hmm. the way it was intended on a 27-inch yes, uh, CRT uh, yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. Yeah. I loved it so much. That's a really big TV for 1999. Yeah, 27. Yeah. It might have been a 19. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. That was the living room TV, you know? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. Definitely. Melanie? I, too, saw it. I, I didn't see it in theaters. So my brother, he went and saw it with all of his friends whenever my oldest brother, so he's 10 years older than me. He went and saw it with all of his friends, and they hadn't known anything. They didn't watch a trailer, so they just went in totally blind. So whenever it finally came out on VHS and like it came out quick, like it had a quick turnaround. It came out probably in the like fall, October, something like that. Yeah. So he sat me down. And he was like, do you know anything about the Matrix? And I was like, I know nothing about I don't know what this is. And he's like, perfect. <laughs> nice. and, and he just mm-hmm. turned it on. Also, it was probably 19 to 27 yeah. inch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was our family TV. All the lights blacked out. We had the like surround sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was awesome. just like. Sit down and watch. I have facts. Okay, tell me. December 1999. I so watched it. it was a long, mm-hmm. long time release. Well, I watched it in December. Well, okay, <laughs> hold on now. So it was DVD in September. I think this was VHS. I saw VHS um, for sure. I saw VHS. Sure. Released VHS. Because we still probably have our copy. VHS was <laughs> Somewhere December 99. So I had this on VHS. I didn't have a DVD player until I got a PS2, which was 2001. Chris, I don't know if you have any... Do you remember us, like, our friendship revolving around the Matrix for a little while? First it was Star Wars. Yes. And then... And it should have always just been Star Wars. (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is a cool movie. And I'm glad that part of our friendship was revolving around it. And... I agree. And ridiculous action and... Just the silliness and self-seriousness that goes along with it. Self-seriousness. So do you remember... Self-seriousness being we, the key word. Yeah. We would watch the VHS all the time. And I have a distinct memory. So this is... This is like between one and two. And before Animatrix. Mm. They came out with a making of yeah. video. Which is good. And I think that you and Derek got it. Because you brought it over to yeah, my we house had it. when I was living in, like, the deck. Okay. Like, that room that they turned. There were walls. There were walls, but was very little a, insulation. Was there a window into your room? Oh, yeah. It and, was mostly windows, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mostly windows. And, and it was a concrete floor. Super safe. That I've slept on many times. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Yeah, but yeah, I, I remember that making of it was great. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, can we talk about the other ones briefly? I'm sorry, we can't actually. <laughs> Damn it! Yes, please do. Listen, oh, then okay. We can. So all because I love them. Nolan, Chris, me, we were friends, like all of us in a group when Reloaded came out, and we watched that at the Plaza. We screened it, so we saw it before everybody else did. Oh, the cool kids! Like you know when you could. If you work at a theater, you, do, you live so you, that life. Why don't we take a step back and talk about the Plaza Theater? Yeah, go for it. Set the scene. All right, picture this. A small Midwestern town 
a town square, a courthouse in the middle, and then on the south side of the square, you've got this beautiful theater built in the 1930s <laughs> with tapestries on the wall and beautiful carpet and... A beautiful wooden stage. That yeah. It, so for the 30s, it used to double um, for a auditorium. So the screen would actually, it was on a motor and it would raise up so they could have, um, they could use it as a concert hall. They could do plays. Um, it was a big stage, big wooden stage. The The screen doesn't operate that way. It's just a... Permanent. Yeah, fixture, permanent. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say silver screen, but I don't think it's not. they can do silver screens anymore because everything's digital. Which is technically an actual silver screen, but they call it something else. Right. It's but, kind of funny. So when we were working, it was the silver screen. Yes. And we all, uh, Nolan, myself, and Stacy worked at this theater for several years during our high school school days. There are uh, postcards from Clark Gable mm -hmm. that are on display in the lobby. Um, congratulating on the opening of the, uh, the cine, cinema. You guys probably don't, and I'm probably a big dork, but do you guys remember the first movie that played when you started working your first shift? Mine was Gladiator in U571. Oh, which this theater is single screen, correct? It's a single, single house. It's a single screen uh, theater Two shows usually, a night, usually. They would do two shows a night. Uh, you would have an A and a B picture. Uh, so for this, I think Gladiator was on its B run, and then U571 was the opener. Weird. So I, I believe I started there um, the summer of our junior year. I, I think it would have been around 2002. If I remember right, it was one. What's what was it Spider-Man 1 or 2? in 2002 one so that that's when i would have started around was the first spider-man the sam raimi one and i have no memory <laughs> of that my coolest plaza memory and this is not true but it's something that i've thought about since is the for some reason the color timer for paul thomas anderson's punch drunk love yeah came to the theater one night mm. And was explaining about how, you know, this was right around the time when, you know, like color, digital color grading was taking off. But they did it. Did we play that movie? No, I don't think I so. Think I so. I saw it in Joplin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, for some reason, maybe they were from Lamar, but they knew Scott, the owner mm -hmm. of the theater. And he was talking to us about it. And it was just kind of cool to... So, setting up the plaza, do you guys remember screening Matrix Reloaded and the excitement? Yes. Oh, that so movie? much buildup. Because Animatrix had come out. And, and Animatrix, and Animatrix was, was good. It's good. And I, to, pr to prepare for this, I watched the second Renaissance part one and part two. And is it Program, the Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust oh, yeah. directors? Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's really good. Yeah. The animation in that was Yeah, it's so, so good. So good. The, I uh, also think... Sorry, no, no. No, no, you're fine. Go. I, just in regards to program, I think that that uh, anime director, I'm not going to look up his name right now. But the use of the digital. Yes, I think the use of the digital, it's like some of the best use of digital in, in animation. Because I, I do think there's some moments of Animatrix that the the digital is kind of rough. Like, yeah. And I think two, what he does yeah. so well is... Rough. 
he uses it for dynamic camera movement, mm-hmm. not to fill yeah. the frame, if that makes sense. Yeah. I Yeah, I think the way that he uses it is, it just like enhances almost, whereas the others and that, I like Animatrix. I think it's a lot of it's really good. Like half the stories are phenomenal and then the others are okay. Part two, I love the story still, but that animation, some of it is so weird and yeah. it takes me out. And the first one's pretty cool. Like it's just kind of more traditional anime. What I wanted to say in regards to the antis- anticipation of Reloaded was also that if I remember right, um, we were told that number three would be filming at the same time. So mm-hmm. they would both be coming out back to back. Yeah, I want to say it was like, what, six to eight months between movies? Mm-hmm. Because we watched Reloaded. It was senior year, mm-hmm. spring. Whenever we do these screenings, Scott would always ask us like what we thought of the movie to kind of gauge like... He, he always liked talking to us because... He, to get a sense of how much money the movie was going to make. Yeah, we were all high schoolers and... He and was, obviously financial experts. That's right. And uh, on the right. pulse of what's hot. But do you remember that? He yeah. would always ask after, like, what did you think? Like, do you nervously think it's asking? Do well here? So, uh, what do you yeah. think? Well, I guess his livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. So he shouldn't have been asking. We you were guys. like reloaded ended on a cliffhanger. And I think we were all very positive on that movie. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. The highway chase. No, I mean, no. Okay. So it's good. Here's the thing. And I. I loved the first movie. Like we, we talked about, it. it blew me away. I, I There wasn't anything that I had seen remotely like it. Part two, when I watched it, and my brother watched it before me, but eventually he took me to theaters to see it. And I was so disappointed. I was like, anything that I, the tendrils of what I was interested in and what kind of set my imagination on fire from the first one, I felt like it was just, it decayed in the second one. The thing is on a rewatch of these films, I think the second one is so much fun <laughs> and stupid. I hated it then. I was yeah. so disappointed. And then three came out and I was, so it was bad. So we were all very pumped about two. And then three came out. You, Chris, you moved away. Yeah. You went to school. Me and Nolan went to school together. We commuted. And Nolan, I don't know if you remember. But I do. So we skipped school to watch the third movie. We were so pumped. How dare you? And uh, we got to the theater and it brain wrapped in the first like five minutes of the movie. Those poor projections. So they were just like, Mm -hmm. and it was like opening day. It was Friday, right? You know, they were up there like. Or no, no, no. Just sweating. It was like crying and like, it'll be fine. Because we went two days in a row. It was afternoon. It was like early, like one of the first showings. Yeah, it was one of the first showings showings and it brain wrapped. Mm -hmm. So we were like, well, shit, fine. Okay, that's fine. We already skipped school. We, we, we skipped, you know, the movie's not going to happen. They gave us free tickets to come back. We'll just hit it the next oh, day. Oh, so it wasn't even something that they could, that sucks. Yeah, they couldn't fix it. So we came back the next day and watched it, and we skipped school two days in a row. <laughs> Look, it was community college. That was college. community college. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were so disappointed coming out of that theater. That's like, it was just too. this feeling of like, ah, what, what did we just see? Yeah. What's a Merovingian? Chris, what was your experience with part three? Just remember a cartoony looking, like flying around a city fighting. And I didn't, I wasn't super invested in the Zion stuff. I rewatched it last year and I loved part three and I cried. And I felt like there was a humanity in it that I just 
didn't remember. And maybe it's because I am watching it now as a late 30s aged person instead of a 20-year-old kid. But, uh, yeah, I was way into it this time, so and I, I gotta, was really surprised. I got to back you up there. Um, I rewatched all of these and the new one last year. And two and three, like, I, I loved them. Both. Yeah, because Mercutio from Rumpy and Juliet, isn't yes. he in? Yeah, yeah. he mm-hmm. is just, like, yeah. such a... And he's good. Yeah. Good character, yeah. and he sells it. Yeah, what I... What I th- I really like two and three now just because I think they're fascinating films. Like I like the first one a lot, but I've seen it so many times and I there's a, a wide margin where there's just a lot of information dump being thrown around. And I, I really like two and three just because of how wild they are. I don't know. They're just I I I also enjoy the Wachowski sisters. I like a lot of the way they make films, their style and their art design, their visualization. There's a couple of movies I don't. Jupiter Ascending in particular. But Oh, you mean like one where they wrote all of it by themselves? <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, but, yep. but these Matrix, Matrix movies, I've, I've really, I really like them now. Um, other than I was like, you know, the first two. But um, yeah, I, I really like three as well now. So Thank you. I do not. That's fair. Two might be my favorite in the series because of Two is wild. I think and one fun. is a better movie than two, but two is like it's so fucking stupid. Mm. You go and there is a scene in the movie where you're in Matrix Vision because it happens at the end of the first sure. movie when Neo starts seeing the Matrix. They do Matrix Vision of a lady eating a cake, and then it goes to her vagina, and correct, it, it shows an orgasm in Matrix Vision. That's over right, cake. And I'm like, fuck yeah, it's so stupid. More please. You're not wrong. And is, is that but the one great. where it goes, Mr. S- Agent Smith goes, me, 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 me. And me he stabs his too. hand into another person That's and turns right. him into an agent. And it says, me too. That's right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very, very fun and silly in a way that the first one is not. That's the thing. The first one is so self-important. But uh-huh. here's the thing. I think the whole series is self-important. It is. It's just you got to find laughs because of how stupid it is. Actually, I think the first well, one is you were laughing. You were laughing a lot as we were yeah. doing a little rewatch. I, I do. I, I think I, these movies are really dumb. I get that, but I will say for the Wachowskis, I, I think it meant a lot to them. I think these are all very heavily implied trans stories. So like for their personality and them as people, I think these were like big stories for them to tell whether they are, do come across silly. I think to them, they're no, they're, they're, they're personal stories. Sure. For sure. And the fourth one, I feel like is very, much so. very personal, but something interesting. I read the character switch, mm-hmm. that character, which obviously switch, right. It's in the name, sure. but in the, so I think it was supposed to be in the real world. It, female presenting in the matrix male presenting or it might mm-hmm. be the reverse of that but that was the idea so that actress right. was only going to be half the role yeah. and they were going to have a guy come in so it's androgyny but that's pretty cool yeah but i'm glad that. but they, it was 99 and yeah. the yeah. studios were probably like we have some notes and also yeah. all the stuff about them putting in like all the exposition of explaining everything right mm-hmm. that was at the studio's behest they're like that doesn't surprise yeah me. people would read the script and be like I don't 
get it. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the Wachowskis had so many storyboards that that's kind of what convinced people like, oh, okay. They had everything sketched out, which is, that is crazy to me. Whatever you want to say about how they write in their films, that's insane that they had were, granted, a lot of it's plucking from like Ninja sure. Scroll yeah, and you, you Ghost Michelle. You sketched, uh, I think you meant Trace. <laughs> Yeah, but like it is, it's pretty more of cool. a rotoscoping situation. <laughs> yeah. It's still cool, though. And the other thing I will say is, is you definitely can't deny the influence that the series had on pop culture and other action filmmakers at the time. I was thinking about Christopher Nolan's films in particular, how much he uses kind of the way they do in The Matrix, where he, he, he uses scenes of exposition, just people talking. In particular, I was thinking about Inception, I was thinking about Tenet about these situations to explain the process. Okay, during the training, yes, uh, they load up, they boot up the training, the woman in the red dress, they're walking through the city. That city yep. and the way it's shot looks like it's from Inception yep. or The Dark Knight Rises. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same coloring and the same, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there too. Uh, these were pretty... Pretty impactful films. Um, and this first one looks good. It like, does. Most of I it, think they all look good. Most of it looks, well, yeah. But most of it looks cool. It's just, in fact, like, I only have, my low is the one-time CG doesn't work. I think most of it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, probably talk a little bit about Bill Pope, the director of photography. Yeah, watching this, it was, mm-hmm. I was kind of blown away at just how good everything looked. All the lighting yep. was awesome and just... Choosing, diff- choosing different lenses to just set up certain shots and just pull out, I don't know, just yeah. different elements. and Definitely. Another thing I noticed while watching that I just want to mention too is, and I don't know if, what it means necessarily, it's just a thought I had, is, is the action's very tactile. So architecture plays a big role in these films, especially during the action scenes when... People are always, it seems, getting hit through glass or through... Porcelain. Why porcelain? Some type of wall structure. Tile. Tile, yeah. I don't know what that means. I just found it interesting while watching it. That that's That plays a big role in the movie as well. Yeah. It, it's almost like you're kind of... You're taking, like, the John Woo action sensibilities mm-hmm. and yep. mixing it with, like, Soberaya's mm-hmm. and, oh, like, yeah. the miniatures. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like just the wanton destruction of yep. of a place. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of our initial thoughts <laughs> on the movie, on the series. I mean, um, do we want to kind of, I don't know how we want to go about today. Do we want to break the movie down? I, or? I need you to read uh, the letterbox and I need you to read names. Absolutely. And I need you to pronounce them. 1999's The Matrix. Uh, directed by the Wachowski sisters. This is from Letterboxd. Welcome to the real world. Set in the 22nd century, The Matrix tells the story of a computer hacker who joins a group of underground insurgents fighting the vast and powerful computers who now rule the earth. So we've got Keanu Reeves as Neo slash Mr. Anderson, Larry Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, Joe Pants himself as Cypher, Marcus Chong as Tank, Anthony Ray Parker as Dozer, Matt Doran as Mouse, Gloria Foster as Oracle, Belinda McClory as Switch, and I think that's pretty good. Enough. I'm sorry for those I left out. You did a good job. 
thank you. That was like one of my best jobs ever, probably. That is... But they were all fairly easy names. No, well, no, but I meant you... Everything was perfect. It took one take. One take. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's got to be one of the first times you've ever done it in one take. Wait, as a listener... So, I just need to be on... You're telling me. <laughs> it's all... It's all the, movie magic. This the, is movie. The letterbox magic. segment of Nolan reading the summary is and overly the names edited every is single usually time. Usually, mm-hmm. and it's not real your time fault, five Nolan. minutes. I, I will okay. say it's many names wrong. I will. Here's the thing with me: you make me yourself is, is laugh a lot, I, and you derail. And then yeah, I laugh. And yeah. I have a problem. Like, I know how to write and and know what those what words mean. But favorite, I have an issue when reading words. I will not say them. My favorite properly. thing is anytime. <laughs> anytime it, <laughs> it says maniacal, <laughs> anytime yeah. it says maniacal, M- yeah. what do you say, Nolan? Maniacal. Ma- maniacal. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what that word is. Yep. I know English language arts, but it's hard. <laughs> it's a really hard language. Guy. <laughs> Sorry to rip you, Nolan. I, I just, it. I do love uh, it though. <laughs> that's why. Kind of the reason why you you're the one that's forced to read names is because it stresses you out, which is. Completely sadistic. Hey, you know what? Maybe I did it good this time because I'm both stoned and on Benadryl. You're killing it. Maybe yeah. that's my dose I need in life to so, just be uh, normal. Chris, what you learn behind the scenes is uh, most of the show is constructed just to make fun of Nolan. <laughs> oh, okay. And, that's true. Uh, to torment him. Do you mm-hmm. know something? On the last episode, I cut out some stuff because I felt like I was being too mean to you. And then I had a nightmare uh-huh. that I was being mean to you <laughs> and that Stacy told me I needed to stop. <laughs> Oh, that's the switch right there. That would never happen. <laughs> I know. Oh. I would say go further. He's but like, I woke more. up and I was like, did that really happen? Did that happen on the show? <laughs> I so love that stupid. a lot. <laughs> that's great. All right. Uh, so let's get into this, shall we? Nolan, what were you doing in 1999? 1999. Who are you? Let's see. As uh, a human. So I would have been in eighth grade or? Yep. Yes. Yep. Freshman. I think eighth grade. Eighth grade. Really? Are we in eighth grade during this movie? Yes. I think so. What, wow. Well, what month does it release? You said February March. Yeah, March? you guys yes. are right. Eighth yeah. grade. Way eighth grade. So uh, I would have really been into middle school basketball, even though I was bad. Uh, I would have been in a band. I was in a band called Cloud Nine with Chris. That's me. <laughs> we were. Do you, could you tell me just like. We were Christian two, pop punk. Two of the song titles, maybe off the top of your um, head. Sure. Uh, most of them start with the, the word life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was... Um, Life's Not Fair. Life's Not Fair. That's one for sure. Okay. Um, that was kind of the our hit single. That's right. You guys had a hit single. Cool. What was the uh, If You're Thinking About Going Away song? I don't know the title of that one. but Do you know how it goes? If you think about going away, think about what's here to stay. Go ahead and let Jesus into your life. <laughs> You guys are really cool. <laughs> the thing is, you guys were really cool, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, we actually, we were, we were cool kids. We played at a uh, at a summer camp um, the after the summer after our eighth grade year. the The girls there went nuts for us. Okay, and I don't know about you, Chris, but I got like five letters in the mail <laughs> that summer. You're like the Beatles yeah. off the that plane. Girls wrote groupies? to me. I had this one girl write to me and said, "What did she say?" Yeah, what was, was her name? It was messed up. First and last. Please. I wish I. Well, I'm. Gl- I wouldn't allow you to say. I it. wish I still I, knew. But what? did you tell me a little bit of the contents? Was it spicy or yeah, was it so, scary? Uh, the one I remember in particular um, is she said, and I don't even remember 
where she, I don't know how far away she was from me. It she was matter. in Missouri somewhere. Okay. But anyway, she was like, okay, I'm having a Halloween party and it's out in the woods and we can be alone. And I read that in. Wait, you were a part of a Christian. <laughs> That's right. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. But half of the appeal of this band. It was sex appeal because Nolan Look. would stand and hump that microphone <laughs> you, stand. You did Elvis. Like you a goddamn maniac. What you, got, what you all need to know is I've always wanted to fuck. Okay. <laughs> so. It was hard humping. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that that was the weirdest one I got. I didn't respond. Um, Why didn't you? Well, I mean. Fair, I was but. freaked out a little. She knew those hips popped. The was, wo- was it the woods? It was the woods part. Yeah. It's like. Well, yeah, that sounds like yeah. an older man was trying to sure. lure you out mm-hmm. under the pretense that yeah. it was a young girl so your I was, age. I was a little, yeah, little no, taken aback there. But, but I seriously did get like five letters from. From, from older men. <laughs> strike one. <laughs> You've never struck out on the show. That would This would be the time that that would happen. Well, sadly, I don't think he can because I feel uh, our equipment, all of it would be in danger. So I don't yeah. want that to happen. So. So okay. that's who you were. Anyway, so you were really cool, though. Yeah, I was, I was a really awesome dude, you know. Um, yeah, so that was my 99, you know. What do you think, you know? What was yours? Uh, I got into skateboarding, and yeah, that's about it. Listening to a lot of punk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stacy? <laughs> I assume I was a little douchebag. Liking the Matrix and probably some really bad music. Tekken. Probably wishing that I could wear some Jinko jeans. and mm, I had a pair of those. I had. I, I'm sure I had off-brand, whatever it was. I had one pair, and I wore them all the time. And I had one pair of Doc Martens, and I thought I was God's gift. I had Skechers, because my family couldn't afford Doc Martens. Dude, Martins. Skechers are sick. Yeah, now. Doc Martens were not awesome. Not 99. Yeah. Doc Martens are still cool, though. Melanie, do you remember anything about your ninth or your nineteen ninety nine? Hang on, I gotta look up when another thing came out to see. So yes, okay. So City of Angels would have released the oh, year before man. this. I had a Meg Ryan haircut from that yes. film. It looked exactly mm-hmm. like that. It, it curled the same way. It was the same color, fully. And my mom was like, "That's the hair you were meant to have." <laughs> uh, can I? You say City of Angels? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, you got us. You got us. Are you about to reveal? No, no, no. no. Okay. We were at the grocery store the other day, and I saw somebody in an SUV with their windows down, blaring "Iris." Oh man! And I was like, "Yes, that song's so good, that's, though." That's my 2001. Goo Goo Dolls are still killer. I love it. So yeah. a lot of my younger employees just don't really have any kind they of context or anything. Is, probably. One time, I walked <laughs> into my coffee shop, and they were playing that song. Iris nice. through the speakers and that's not like the coffee shop vibe of you know 2022 or three mm-hmm. but it should be it should be but it made me sweat it's and cringe sw- wait because uh, it was just it didn't feel track. right I, I, I still like <laughs> i listened up to dizzy up the girl not that long ago i like that album i like it good shit yeah. um so i was uh i wasn't that different really i know that sound i feel like I feel like I'm a very static person and that I've always just been kind of a book nerd that did my own thing. I hung out with my grandma a lot. Nice. <laughs> and Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I mean, was I at had, my grandma's all the time too. Yeah. I had like my little group of friends and I would have been, you guys were in eighth grade. I would have been what in third, third or fourth grade. Yeah. So. Damn, we're old. Yeah. So I, 
I was just, yeah, I was just chilling, looking like a Meg Ryan wannabe in 99. That's what I was doing. Love it. Yeah. Well, so speaking of 99, Matrix comes out. Uh, Should we get into this film? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I think we've set the stage. We've set the stage. All right. Let's take the the blue pill. Is uh, that the? That's that's the one where we stay in it. Which we... is what I would choose. I would choose the Joey, Joey Pants I think... belief. I, I just want to live in luxury and not care what actually is going on. Yeah. I, I mean, did you see that steak? Looked, I, I agree. I, I nice. would blue pill it all the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so sick opening scene for me. Uh, Trinity's a badass. Uh, this, like, I remember, like, watching this and, like, I, at, at the time, we've talked about on the show, like, I was not really a cinephile growing up. That didn't happen until I got in my late teenage years. But um, watching this movie was, like, I had I'd never seen probably a good action movie in my life, if I was to guess, other than, had Face Off came out yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Face Off, which I love. But <laughs> other than Face Off, which, this is, this has some John Woo-ness to it, but it's doing... It's own thing in a lot of ways too. This is much bigger yeah. though than the, and, yeah. And uh, just like mixed in that with like the gothic atmosphere, all the black leather. Like I was like in right at the start of this movie, and I was like, "Trinity, be mine, you rule." And yeah, what you guys? What do you guys think of this opening? Like years later, I laughed a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's one where it at the time I. Just thought it was incredible. Just the slow-mo, like, jump swan kind of thing. The camera's spinning around. Like, I've never seen that. That's the one kind of, like, bullet time thing that didn't work for me as well. Um, But but other than that, I mean, it's rad. And Carrie Ann Moss is just so good in this movie. Yes. In a way, I think that she steals the show. Like, I just think oh, that yeah. I think that Trinity is a really cool character, which is it sucks. I didn't connect with part four. And I really because it's like she is featured mm-hmm. front and center. And I love her. I think she's awesome. I think Trinity's a badass. I love this intro. I mm-hmm. like whenever I watched it, it it blew me away. It blew all of us away. But even on a rewatch, and I agree, I don't think that the kick it like works but i still think it's cool like Mm -hmm. i the thing is every single time i watch this opening i still get like that little like up the spine of just like this is important i know like stacy you like to poke fun and stuff at how some of the philosophy is a little up its own ass which is fair but i do think this opening is kick-ass i think it's awesome i love it i think it still works your men are already dead (laughs) Yeah, is, that line made me laugh. But I do um, love that it immediately cuts up and you just see like a shot of back and her tookus. She's looking amazing. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I love the cut to like her eyes and then in the back kind of that split. It's not split Doppler, but you know, like mm-hmm. that split shot. It looks cool. Yep. Just to get out of the way. Because I don't think it warrants much time at all. This movie did take a bunch of stuff from other works. It's like philosophy it be, 101. It would be impossible it's, to like go through everything. It's very silly. Everything in this movie is named after something with some false importance to it. It's goofy as shit, but it doesn't matter because the movie's pretty great yeah. without all that stuff. Yeah. So if you can get past the dumbness, like it, it's a really fun watch. And yeah, I, I mean, it is like writers who took... A philosophy. Yeah, class. They're, they're really and bad writers. Like, oh. 
like I think the script is terrible. It's a very bad, badly written movie. I think the Wachowskis are terrible storytellers. I'm going to disagree with that. I felt like it was just really tight. I do think there's no nonsense in the script. Everything it's is just... It's too self-serious. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, Every line delivered is the most is, important thing ever said. But that's why yes. Trinity works so well like for me because there's like... <laughs> fair. But I feel like the way she delivers this clunky dialogue... Or I shouldn't say clunky, wooden. Like it's very... I love Larry Fishburne, but this is very like everything is like is the most important Mm -hmm. thing that has ever been said. And it is very it's intense. But I think she delivers the lines in a way that it feels natural compared to everyone. else. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I really love Carrie Ann Moss's and Keanu's relationship. It's one of the things that drives me through the films as someone who doesn't always get attached to those type of things. For some reason, I've really connected with their relationship and I think it really works throughout the four films. And that's something that is a big factor in, in how I like the movies. No, I'm very surprised because I, I think that the love story in these films, which is kind of centered around the love story, I think it's more clumsy than the Anakin Padme from like around the same time. I, I think that this movie is so... This whole series Are you talking is about so sexless. The way it's so, written? Yes, the writing yeah. is terrible. She she loves him because it's destiny. Like that's that's I disagree. What I think she I think she's fighting it a lot in the first one. I feel she's trying to be like whatever, this guy's in the well, one, like whatever. Is she also like it's like you do a thing cuz you're told. Right, I think but, these movies are horny as fuck. Yeah, I, th- I think they are too. But as much as I don't like the fourth one, I feel like their chemistry is off the charts. It's so good. The chemistry in the fourth one, it's it's too bad the movie sucks. But I mean, the second movie, you know, everybody's wanting to have an orgy in Zion, whatever. I mean, they they are having an orgy in Zion. It's sexless. It's completely, I, I get no chemistry from any of these characters with one another. I honestly, the relationship I buy the most, like if Morpheus and Neo started fucking, I would totally get it. Morpheus does really love Neo. He does. Yes. And I actually like the him like, I know he's not in bed, but during the scene where oh, it yeah. does, cut, the way the chair creaks, it sounds like he's on the mattress with him. And I was kind of like, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I want to talk uh, a little bit real quick about the club scene uh, we get after kind of the opening. Um, We're going to skip the on. wires? Yeah, no, no, no. We got to talk about cords. We got to talk about Neo's okay, apartment. Okay, 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 okay. Because we went off on a tangent. You, you know how this works. You're a listener. <laughs> you know that I'm just going to go, and when you want to talk about something, we were talking. You just I'm go. Gonna talk. You injected. Stacy, uh, what do you got? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I my main point is I wanted to get it out of the way that, like, yeah, like Plato's the cave and like we Neuromancer, all that stuff. Simulacre and simulation. Yeah, it's like yeah. we we get it. And I mean that's a book that's shown in them. That was also required and, reading before anyone was re- and given the script. I'm pretty sure they sold yeah. the movie to Warner Brothers showing them Ghost in the Shell and yeah. being like, We want to do this live action. Yeah. Which, you know, good on them. They did a better job than the people that made Ghost in the Shell did, the live action version. God, that movie um, sucks. Dick. What I want to say though, beginning of this movie, I think what's great about this series, it has a distinct visual look. 
I don't love the design choices, especially once we get to like Earth, Do like you mean modern the time Earth. The aesthetics, but you're, what I you're wrong. What I'll you, tell you about it. What yeah. do you call this? Is it like cables and wires? No, 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 it's not cables that. and wires. Not it is that. cables and wires. Well, like, it is. We got cords everywhere. Here's the thing. What I think's great about these movies, especially these first three, if you have these on in the background, you know exactly what's going like what you're watching. You know it's a Matrix movie because of Nothing the color looks, palette. Yeah. Of, of the way it's else shot. looks like these. Like, mm-hmm. they have their own distinct visual language. And I think, like, I respect that. I think it's very, very cool that these movies have their own look, even if it's lifted from something else. Like, yes, it is a mix of Ghost in the Shell and Dark City, but it, it, it's its own thing. They created their own thing from that. Well, and again, this, like, before this came out, I know Dark City came out first, but this was written and they were trying to push it for like half a decade. These And no one got it yeah. initially. These movies for me uh, work in a lot of ways in how I like Christopher Nolan and Michael Bay. Like they're pure visual artistry for me. I don't really care about what's happening with the story. But you do because- I do care about the relationship. Yeah, because Absolutely. you just said That's that. That's the one and, thing I do care about. Which is weird But I meant like as far as like the sci-fi mumbo jumbo. Yeah, sure. But that is weird because you're not a particularly like sentimental right. on screen. Mm-hmm. You don't True. tend to draw towards romance yes. stuff in film. So when you add those two things together, I easily explains for me why I have a connection with these movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess my point, because Chris, I, I think you were going to speak on it on like the visual aesthetic and the design. Uh, You said cables and wires. Cables and wires, baby. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My argument on that would be, can any of us describe, I mean, we can, but the Nebuchadnezzar. What do you guys think of it as a ship design? I I think it's shitty. I I think it's boring. All of the tech in this movie, it looks the same. This world outside of the Matrix looks the same. That's why the sequel suffers so bad is because Especially in the third movie, you're just in this garbagey brown, just everything looks the same, squiddies and cables and wires, cables and wires. That's right. But aren't we supposed to believe that it is a broken down society? Yeah, it's like post-apocalyptic. That That's fine. But, you know, broken down, the Nostromo in Alien, mm. that is a very distinct design that I you can recall, like you can pick out the rooms in the Nostromo. Yeah, but I would the say, Nebuchadnezzar. Nolan, could you tell me what that ship looks no, like? The reason I would argue with you though is I don't think the Nebuchadnezzar is a character in this film. But like, they named it after something literary, which uh, is what I'm just saying, as the film comes across, I don't believe the ship is a big part of the movie, other than that's where they go to get into the Matrix. But but it is. Oh no, but I just in meant the like sequels. They make it a very big deal. Well, I'm about talking about this movie in particular. Yeah, and I don't mean its significance. I just meant what do you think of the design? Yeah. as a cinematic ship. When we're inside, though, I, I like I didn't really. Think I'm sorry. About it. I got to stop it. It's a hovercraft. <laughs> yes, you're correct. It is a hovercraft. Now, how that works with uh, not being there's affected tunnels, by there's sewers. No, you have to turn it off. Oh. You shut the ship off. And then turn on the EMP. But you guys, you do get what I'm saying, I think, in that, like, the inside of the ship is not really a vocal point other than, yes, they're there, but we spend more time in the Matrix than we do in the ship. Where in something like Alien, we're in the ship the entire time, so it should have a big part of the movie. I don't think it it matters that much. I disagree with you. Okay. I agree that the nature of it is different. It's not the Millennium Falcon. It's not... 
the Millennium Falcon, for example, you are not you only see that ship for a very limited time in that first Star Wars, but it is very distinct and memorable. But, but it's mostly cockpit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're like we're not going around all the different quarters here in this ship. I mean, we're, we're we see most... Neo's room. We see the mess hall. Right. We I, see. I think by bringing Alien up, I polluted my point. Yeah. I I think the artistic design is boring. I don't think you could describe that ship. Like, this is a major cultural milestone film. What can you tell me art design? You can tell me leather. You can tell me pleather. Um, I mean, plastics. I have always, like, I think the machines look really good here. The squiddies. You like those. I like those. I do too. And yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. Sure. I hate them anytime they're in the Animatrix, though. I think they look stupid in but, the anime. Sure. <laughs> I will say, though, like, we are spending a lot of time in the Matrix, which is essentially our realization of earth but what? that's just 1999 yeah so i mean i don't have a problem with that because that's what what they're that's where they're supposed to be in most of the film between alien and this movie is i would say like the giger-esque design of the pods i was gonna and, say mostly in the pod area. yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. like that is very clearly it's it's geeker for well, sure i think that's like neo waking up is shot for shot ghost in the shell it is which isn't a bad thing to pull from, though. Like, I, again, I think all the stuff, like, pulling from Ninja Scroll, pulling from Akira, pulling from Ghost in the Shell, if you're going to just, like, take from things, why don't you take from really cool shit? Looks cool and it works. Yep. Stacy, on the ship, when we go to get our our tasty wheat, uh-huh. <laughs> there are plumber's valves that open up the little gate for this food product the to udder. just spend. The yeah, udder. the udder. Yeah. Thank you, Mel. I guess I, I I'm sorry I do <laughs> You can go this. to any Home Depot <laughs> I know. in 1999 and get these plumber's valves to open. I, I was trying to make the point of I think the visual aesthetics of this film are quite unique, but I don't necessarily enjoy the artistic design. Can I bring up two red leather chairs? Yes, please. And I do an like old that. TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> great design. I don't know. I like it. I like the production design. Yeah. Because of the cables and wires. But Much I, like this very table we sit at today. It is a lot like With the lights That's and true. the cables and wires. It just <laughs> feels right. I feel like it was completely unnecessary for you to jam this wire in the back of my skull. To record that. I feel like it was highly necessary. It, so the, we never the audio, had to do it before any other episode. The audio today. quality has gone up recently. Uh-huh. And you'll, you'll, now I have you'll, a headache. you'll take it. You're going to take that every time. What the fuck are they actually plugging into? Everyone barfs their first time. That's right. Don't feel bad about when you threw up earlier. (laughs) This is one of those movies that also you're not supposed to think about anything. I'm just going to stop us and say, I love that you came fully dressed in the clip on sunglasses and Morpheus full on like alligator leather coat. I did at the that beginning. That's amazing. At the beginning you of the didn't episode, have to do that. I know. He was full on At the beginning of the episode, mode. I told you that I was ready for this and I wanted to slam monsters with bottom shelf vodka. That's right. Like I am in the Matrix mood. That like, has to be so hot. It's it's a warm day. It's a balmy day outside. Yeah, I'm surprised it's you guys humid. can't hear me. <laughs> squeaking. Yep. No doubt. <laughs> Much like, no, no, it's quiet. The leather is quiet, like when they're going through the walls. Through the walls, silent, quiet as a mouse. Even quieter than a mouse. Yeah, well, you can't hear that leather. Design. I like I, it. Man, I, we really fucked up Nolan's like. Oh yeah, yeah. the flow. No, I, the I don't care. Let's get Look, to. I mean, here, listen. Can I just say this real quick? The club. This is a movie that 
Everybody, Everybody knows. knows. I think it's better this way that we're just having an open conversation but somewhere. But your notes always so, guide our conversation, sure. so I do appreciate it. The <laughs> Guide us, architect. The, <laughs> I, I feel like this is the Ergo. furthest off we've, <laughs> this we, is true. we've just kind of been like, eh. I kind of like it. It doesn't bother me. No, but if you want to go to the, the yeah, next segment. So, okay. But the Rob Zombie. Yeah, Rob Did Zombie. That? That club scene. Hey, how Rob do we feel about this score? Love it. Love it. I love it. It didn't need too. to go this hard. I, I it's really so like good. the Rob Zombie. <laughs> okay. I, I like, there's, I'll get to it. My low, I feel like it's going to be a little controversial, okay. but there's a piece of the soundtrack I, or score I don't like. Is I it, do like um, this. When nope. they steal the music from Terminator 2 nope. when they come in to do the mass shooting? Maybe. Dun. It, it might be that. Dun. Yeah. Dun dun. It, only it's not as. Dun dun. It's before the. Oh yeah. It's, it, not it's as like good. when they first go through the thing. It's very much riffing yeah. on the Terminator Two Cyberdyne. A, but it looks cool when those platform boots go through the turnstile. On a, on <laughs> yeah, a rewatch, though, I the lobby. So we'll get there. All right. So yeah, uh, club scene rules. Um, I think it's this not very dude, long, when but Trinity I like it a lot. gets right up next to Neo and is whispering. Yeah. So we we've got that, that Neo halter. that Neo oh. Trinity. I love the shot of him against the wall mm-hmm. and you just see her back with the PVC oh, yeah. let like it is mm-hmm. so sexy she That's looks right. amazing in this film That's right can, can we stop and talk about the intelligent use of Alice in Wonderland no, for this film we cannot I'm yeah. kidding I'm kidding we <laughs> yes we earlier, have a, right? we have a we're following a white rabbit we go down a rabbit hole um Wonderland is referenced um all the right rabbit neo that's right I, I was joking we don't have to we don't have to reference all the stupid bullshit that they steal from so yeah uh neo and trinity uh meet for the first time i i'm with you chris i really like that scene i think it's sexy and mm-hmm. i'm down with it he thought she was a man that's right and they all do yep apparently is what she says yep mm-hmm. yeah it's true uh, uh, we also meet uh, Agent Smith at some point here. Um, at the very beginning. Yep. Uh, him and uh, Neo or Mr. Anderson uh, have their first meetup uh, as uh, as Neo gets um, taken in by these guys. What do you guys think of Hugo as Mr. Oh, he cracks Agent phenomenal. Smith. I think he's really so good. good. It's Do you guys like the voice? I do, yeah. yeah. It's very good. It's very distinct. I, I think He's that having can... a lot of fun. You can pull that yeah. voice out on anyone, and I feel like they know what you're referencing. Uh-huh. I read that he was just doing a like a Walter Cronkite yeah. impression. <laughs> that he he wanted like the most like neutral accent, and just to be in that kind of. I love the idea that he wanted to be between a robot and a human, and he was like newscaster. What do we think? Because uh, I, I personally will just say I like this effect. Uh, what do you guys think of the Agent Smith uh, closing? Neo's mouth. Uh, it looks good. As he tries to make, he wants to make a This phone call. scene scared the yeah. shit out of me <laughs> when I first watched it. Like that, and then immediately following it with the bug. I have no mouth like, and I must Oh scream. my gosh. Yeah. 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 Um, was that Allison? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I, I I think I made the joke during while watching it uh, what would happen if he was an Audi? Mm. Uh, uh, would they put the bug in his butt? Mm. But I do think that the I do think that the CG for the mouth and for the bug and I know like part of it's practical and they digitize aspects of it, which mm-hmm. again is always the best way to do it, like the mouth part. Mm-hmm. But I think even the transition of the belly bug, like it looks mm-hmm. cool. Like it, yeah. it's not too jaunt, like it jarring. Looks good. Another thing that sells it is the 
Wolf. Those little noises. The little yeah. sounds that happen. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's really and good. Keanu is. Oh yeah. Active. Like I know people <gasps> like to be like, uh, oh, he's so wooden, but it's like he doesn't want that thing in him. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> I would be. I and would I probably really, pass out. You're. I know it's like the next thing you're going to get to, but I love whenever they're taking it out and his face the whole time yeah. in the car of just like looking down, looking at her, looking down, being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Here's the thing. I shouldn't have these questions because if you question anything in this movie, then it's a rabbit hole of just nonsense. A rabbit oh, hole. Oh, a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Nice. But well good played. reference. So like the, the device that they bring in to take the bug out. Sure. Like that's, how do they come across that? I was wondering that too. Because it's like if you've got it, the schematics in the real world, maybe you can rebuild it in they said the matrix. That you can, they sure, can sure, sure, sure. I get anything. that. But it's like, and they're two hundred years in the future. I do understand that aspect of it. It just seems like there's got to be a better way. <laughs> like, how often is this happening? That we would need this device that can often rip. because they're like you've been bugged. <laughs> yeah. For me, though, I feel like it's not that often. I feel like Neo is such a... Okay, this is the way I view it. Anything that they do for Neo is, we don't do this for anybody, but you're the one. So we got to do it for you. So we got to get this thing out of you. We got this thing that we've never used before. <sighs> Pop it on. <laughs> but they reference it. They I say know. you've been bugged. <laughs> well, yeah. But I again, I feel like you just have to like... Well, and as we'll learn later, I mean, this is the seventh iteration of the, the Matrix. Ergo. Ergo. <laughs> Vis-a-vis. okay uh let's talk about uh, a little bit morpheus and neo as they meet up for one of their many um conversations throughout the film but this is their first time they meet up and have uh morpheus telling him basically that he is the one blue pill story ends red pill stay in wonderland opposite right see how deep the rabbit hole goes Mm -hmm. this is your last chance After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. I love this white background room and the chairs. Yep. It's cool. The gothic aesthetic. Yeah. And just that building. Like, I love just the rundown look of everything. I love the intense rainstorm in the back. Like, it sounds really cool. I I think the sound design in a lot of this stuff is super effective. I like it. Since we are now at this point introduced to the majority of our main cast in the film i must ask why does everyone look like a douchebag like if you're going <laughs> hmm. into the matrix carrie ann moss looks and everything shit. is in your every, brain every time we see her even whenever she's in that tattered mm-hmm. long sleeve thing okay look but, we've got bald man representation in this movie no no, no i get it but here's <laughs> the thing Pierce. that's right <laughs> why that's what i would look like i would shave my beard into no, no, a mustache and a soul patch Dude, strip thingy. You look so tight. All of us what would be Joey... in sweatpants in a like t-shirt what that Joey was comfy. What does Joey wear? Blade. Wesley mm. Snipes. Oh, Wesley. That looks fine. Underworld? Yeah. I... But we're talking leather. I'm talking... There's a lot of stuff in Underworld that's pretty hot. They look like douchebags. You're telling me 
<laughs> Those glasses are really stupid. Oh, there's a <laughs> the couple. The ones I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. I look like an idiot. You look great. Why did you let me do this? <laughs> and we're in a dark room to begin with, man. How there can you see you. anything? One of you could have said no. <laughs> but we wanted you to look the part. Look, you were into and it. You Nobody wanted to hurt your feelings. And they can all look great. Can you take them off and click them back on really quick? <laughs> Get out that phone. Mm-hmm. We know you have that click phone. That's right. That Nokia. <laughs> that brick. Take it out right now. <laughs> Man, I wish does, I would have a phone like does that. Does anyone know what that mod? Because I'll tell you, my Nokia mm-hmm. was, was, the, was just the brick. It didn't mm. have any yeah. sort of yeah, click same. component. I had the candy bar thing, whatever so, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, With snake? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 a holster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I had that. I thought only my dad had a holster for the phone. <laughs> I love oh, that. Oh, no, I had a holster. I will say my second phone was a razor, and that was sick. Hell yeah. I had a Blackberry. That kind of flips and makes that Nokia noise, I felt like right? I was yep. 32. Yeah. You were feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I had great. a Sony Ericsson. Nice. <laughs> Throwback? Yeah. You're welcome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, we've already talked about it a little bit, but uh, we do uh, meet everybody on the, Kine- the Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the ship they're on. Um, we got Switch. We yep. got APOC. Yep. We got Tank. That's right. Dozer. My favorite. Yep. Mouse. We got Dozer. We got Mouse. Yep. Trinity. Trinity. We got Trinity. Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus. Cypher. Cypher. And Cypher. Yeah. That's the crew. That pretty much yep. covers it. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Um, most of the names are taken from other literary works and pieces of art. Yeah, but again, I I do appreciate, I before we or started- concepts like the Trinity- yeah. Before we started recording, I said that I'd read a, a something from William Gibson talking about how it, the author of Neuromancer talking about how he kind of hoped that whenever he wrote the first book, Neuromancer, that he it would take on its own life and other people would take pieces of it and just kind of grow. Oh, and it did in a big way. Yeah, but that's cool. And I like that another artist kind of appreciated the the morphing of their art into something else and something different and appreciated it because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are so gatekeeping, especially now I feel like people get so, I don't know, like overprotective of their properties. And I I guess not that you shouldn't, but I like that openness and willingness just to go with the flow and like whatever it, whoever it kind of inspires. That's, that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting overall. Like, is this movie pastiche? Because most of the stuff that it's referencing even visually, is not stuff that was seen at the time of its making. I don't know so if you could call it pastiche, pastiche, though. I don't think you can I, either. I think it takes on a life of its it own. It does. Well, it is. It does have a lot of thing. It, it is pastiche, but yes. I don't think that it... But it also created its own... Aesthetic. Aesthetic and yeah. form. So I, I I get where you're coming from. It is right. something to think about. You know, Chris, you're, you're saying how this film is so dour and... Um, there's no humor in the script. There's like a little bit, right. but it's probably mostly but accidental. There's some visual gags. So yeah. like you have when, when Neo chooses to face agent Smith at the end, there is like pastiche, the visual gag of the Western. Oh yeah. Only oh, instead sure. of like the tumbleweed, you get a newspaper rolling around in the subway. Subway garbage. But it's the same shot that yeah. you'd see in so many Westerns for a duel. Oh, yeah. And you also get like. That feels like generic enough though that you can't really like call like, sure. oh, that's from High Noon. Right. It's just, that is it, it, like it the is. concept. For me, I don't know what, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I also 
like towards the end of the movie when you've got uh, Trinity escaping death from the helicopter. I, I thought of uh, Die Hard. Yeah, it's, it's the exact like Die Hard, right. but it is oh, and, big. And weirdly, and I know you guys are going to love this, I, I felt like there was just a ton of um, just true lies. Hell yeah. Sure. Oh, man. It, I, I mean, just lies. the tall, true lies is coming the, the Morpheus escape, Yeah, you know, the rescue. Yeah. It's like, we're in a tall building. We've got an aircraft coming in. It's yeah. true lies. It's true lies. It's, it is in yeah. a way, if, if like to simplify everything, it's like they are doing Cameron meets John Woo in a way. Yeah. I, I mean, can't believe we didn't see a janitor. It, hey, Tell me about it. Just one person yeah, in one janitor of those buildings. representation. <laughs> <laughs> my my D and D campaign that I'm running is just shit that I like thrown into a blender, mm-hmm. so I get it. Yeah, uh, I want to. So real quick, one of my personal favorite scenes in this movie is is Neo being reborn, and that's something I really like in the third and fourth movies, or when we kind of get into the machine world, and it shows it a few different times of like someone just being covered in this goo. And goop with so much KY so many cords and so, wires yeah. as we as Chris talked That's about. That's right. And uh, just seeing these machines in action, which I think it all looks really good. But I really am drawn to that aesthetic in these movies, and and I enjoy when that stuff is on screen. So I really like his rebirth sequence, and it's. I remember when I first watched it, it really freaked me out too. <laughs> just like the thought of like someone, just a a a machine that you don't know what's happening and you get you've got like holes now in your body and you're the getting taken image out. of the baby whenever they're just, mm-hmm. this is like them describing everything the farm or it's uh morpheus describing this to neo but talking about how it's just farms where humans are grown and then it shows you the baby plugged in yeah. and like <laughs> cooing kind of it's yeah. like oh that's, i know it's it's yeah. creepy it is I, I i yeah also uh we get some more of uh morpheus and neo talking um he kind of explains to him um, and to the audience about what has happened in the world. Uh, everything is is taken over by AI, artificial intelligence. Humans are going I love by that, machines. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> he in the movie they say AI, and then another character goes, "You mean artificial intelligence?" That's right. Because <laughs> in everything. 1999, we did not know yeah. what that was. Mm-hmm. When did AI come out? Is it like, like in the 2000s? Yeah, early the movie? 2000s. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So when Chat GPT mm-hmm. came You out, mean it, our nemesis and down and future downfall? When I rewatched Animatrix, I did have the thought of you don't think that maybe that Chat GPT is like the beginning of the takeover. <laughs> <laughs> I died. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like how scared you got. I'm gonna buy. I'm, I'm gonna buy three more sets of this type of headphone because the cord's super long and they're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Small break. We're back. Three, two, one. <laughs> and we're live. Okay. So as we were uh, talking what? about, we're not live. We're never live. Hey, we're live right now for us. All we you are other alive. fuckers don't know it, but we are. <laughs> Please don't call listeners fuckers. Yeah, I've, said, I've said worse things, lovable listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, humans are, are are grown by machines. Machines rule the world. world. Machines. And that's where we are. 
Uh, Zion, they talk about that. That's the last human city. It's an underground city. We get some like more exposition from Mouse, Listen, if I remember. If the machines were defeated today, mm-hmm. Zion is where the party would be. Absolutely. Wait, isn't yeah. it Tank or Dozer that? Or maybe it's maybe you're right. Dozer, maybe. You're probably right. I think I can't remember. Somebody. I think he's he's the one that hooks hooks them in and like that's right. Does all the craft training. Yeah. Big what tank. what do you guys think of Chris? You brought this up during the movie. Go on. What do we think that an hour of this movie is spent on exposition? Yeah, so that's that is something that I brought up. I was just getting doled out to me just little by little, like what this world is. Where I think nowadays I see it done really lazily a lot in movies of just like they'll get it all out of the way in the first five or ten minutes, either with text or with somebody just saying it all. But this one I felt like it was just kind of like doled out little by little. Um, But it's an hour into the movie when they explain what the agents are. Which is like something that you see throughout the entire first hour. You've seen them before. But they actually explain that they're, you know, whatever, computer programs an an hour in. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the last bit of explanation before the big info dump. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that we need this much exposition? Hell yeah. I'm on board the whole time. I love, I I love it. I like that. It's told to us as well. Do you you think that there's an alternative way that it could have been shown to us in a more condensed frame to be hateful to them, but not with them behind it. Not with the Wachowskis. Sure. I, I, I just think it does have to be explained. And I think for 1999 audience, oh, I, yeah. do, I do think it's necessary because it, our tech world is completely different now. So looking back, it's easy to be like, well, we would hmm. kind of get what you don't have to explain AI. And, get and, and the reason that, okay, so we talked the majority of the first hour of this movie is exposition, right? Setting up the film, setting up the rules of the universe what's going on in the matrix, what's going on in the real world. Counterpoint, Terminator, for example. Kyle Reese takes five minutes in a car and explains everything that's happening in that universe and in that movie, and you get it, and it's dramatic, and it works. I think comparing James Cameron, I feel like that's not fair. Well, no, but, I mean, I think, one's obviously a superior writer than the other two, but... I don't even have to get into that. Well, I'm I just think saying I don't also think it's, Cameron it's, has different ideas in how he wants to direct and make that film. Like, I don't... The Matrix, yes, has action I, scenes, but I don't think... What's the goal of Terminator? Tell me. It's Thrill Ride. Go on. What do you mean? Tell me the the goal. What are they? What happens after that conversation in the car? He tries to terminate them. Okay. Well, after the hour of you know exposition, info dumps mixed in with it's actual like it's seeing it. Her. Sure. Oh, it's, it's right, literally right, right. the film is just in Terminator. It's, it's a love story against yeah. space and time. And I like Terminator. It's rad. It's a perfect it, film. It's great. Uh, but then after that point in the matrix, we still see the like going to the Oracle, 
Morpheus getting captured, conversation between Smith and Morpheus. Mm -hmm. Then we see Neo deciding that he's going to go back in. I mean, there's just a lot more that happens in yeah, this. Yeah, I, I get your point. I, I guess what I'm saying, like, do we think that the ideas that are being presented are so abstract that we couldn't trust the audience? I think for the time, yes. To like trim down. No, I think a it's little all bit needed. of this exposition. I agree with Mel that, like, we think that AI, artificial intelligence, like, let's call it what it is. Type of lines artificial intelligence, right? I but think I, the studio probably had a lot to say did, on no, that. No, no, the studio, if you look up anything on it, it's there's so many notes. Oddly enough, I think that this is one of the few times that I can recall of any films that we've talked about where the studio chimed in, and it might have been for the better. I don't know if you guys felt this, but I think that the pacing for this film, it is kind of strange, because by the time we get done with the exposition, and you said we get to the Oracle... It's very simple. The story is simple. It's a rescue mission. It's a rescue mi Like, we have to go rescue Morpheus, and then it's like Neo accepting to, that yeah. he's the Christ. But I do think that, I I would guess, I don't, You someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would guess the Wachowskis knew that they were going to be making more movies. They I don't not. think they did at that I don't point. think so, but with the way my, the movie ends. My, um, Maybe in their heart of hearts, like, they had an idea right. where they so wanted to go. So what my argument would have been is, they're trying to set up more movies to open the world yeah. when, when it would eventually Which get Which I'm there. sure anybody, I am certain that that is what their vision was, that they had an expanded universe that they wanted to touch on. Sure. But sure. I do like that the Oracle, that's not over-explained. They're like, she's old, she's been with us since the beginning. Another great scene, by the way. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah. I do, Agreed. they don't over-explain her. It's just, and also the guy that woke them up, they don't over-explain that in this film. It's They mention it and it's done. So I do think that there's a lot of stuff they go into a lot of detail for, but I kind of think it's cool the stuff that they leave on the table that's like, that's what it is and you just accept it. I like it. It works for me. It worked for me as well. I worked for me as well. I think I said that weird, so... Um, the thing I, that didn't work for me was when the Oracle said, what's really going to bake your noodle? <laughs> because I've never baked a noodle. I always boil them. Uh, oh, you mean when she's explaining Schrodinger's cat? You've never done a twice-baked lasagna or casserole? I've never done that. Delicious. It's a dead cat in the box theory of... I don't eat cat pasta. No. I am a parent of cats. I have two cats of my own. Uh, so I'm not going to eat them, Stacey. I'm just not. Say you put a cat in a box... And Why would it's I do that? Dead or alive, but you're not going to know until we you open the box. Always want the cat to be alive. That's what that whole scene's about. <laughs> um, Schrodinger. I've seen Dark. Schrodinger. Netflix is dark. <laughs> they talk about that a lot on that show. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I. You guys think the exposition's needed? I. I never had a problem with it. I will say, like, thinking of it now, it didn't bother me. Especially when I was would have watched it as an eighth grader. I could only it. imagine how small my mind would have been, and I needed every bit of that exposition. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's being so, honest. We not, knew each other. Do you not like the extensive exposition? The I dojo did. scene. The, he, he, they upload his brain with kung and, fu and, and jiu-jitsu. I think the training stuff's but really cool. But then you got to cool. show it. And I think that's cool, too. I think that 
I do think that you could trim 15 minutes out of this movie and make it a little bit better. You can make it I, tighter. I think you can make it tighter with the exposition. I, I feel like, as cool as it is, the the Morpheus, like, the batteries and all this stuff, it's... Again, I think you could do that now. I think then you need it. Mm. I think you could do it now, for sure. You can make this film tighter. I think that's a fair point. Uh, Chris just mentioned this, but uh, yeah, it's time for combat training. That's right. Uh, Neo learns jujitsu, and then after his combat combat training, I know kung fu. Show me. Show me. <laughs> you know the, that line, I know kung fu, mm-hmm. and the whenever they're doing the jump thing, he's like, "Whoa, those lines aren't as dopey as I thought they were sure. on rewatches." I, in my head, and like anytime I see the GIF, I always think that they're so exaggerated. Yeah. They're really not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fine. bad. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I love that dojo uh, yes. training fight yeah. so scene. As we get Neo and Morpheus uh, sparing, sparing, sparring. I can't, I swear, I have issues. Uh, a sparing duel. Sparring. Uh, sparring. Sparring. Just said it right. T- 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 today. <laughs> <laughs> so. What do you think of the coloring in this scene? Because it doesn't look like anything else. In yeah, the film. it's it's very different. It's yellow. It? Yeah, I I kind of dug it because yeah. it, it just yeah it puts you in a different space. <clears throat> so uh, so I was refer- talking about pastiche earlier. I think this is another sequence that they actually use pastiche really well, where you have when they're doing like the different movements and getting into like to the position before attack. You have like the the gongs hit. Yeah. And musically and visually, it's um, it looks like uh, God, there's a Jet Li movie, but it looks very similar to um, like those side shots. The one. Uh, <laughs> no, not that one. A contemporary of <laughs> the this one. Um, I'll think of it later. But I, I think that the they do a good job of kind of that uh, like Hong Kong. Well, ripping off. I agree with you. It takes my mind to the Iron Monkey, which takes my mind to Yun Wu Ping. Well, that's who did the wire work. That is who did So that. we really get to see uh, his like first imprint of the film in this and the scene. The choreography. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's pretty great. It is. Yeah, because up to this point, the only combat we've seen in this movie is just Trinity at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's back. The combat's backloaded through the second half. And of it's the all, film. after that, it's just all like introduction to the concepts and ideas of the world. So, this is really the first time we get to see our characters just Movement. moving, yeah. not, just in, not just with their real abilities, but with those heightened abilities because they are in a the training. Simulation. Yeah. yeah. Fist of Legend. Okay. Very nice. Um, as far as like visual reference for this scene. So, I love the camera work in this scene. Yeah. Like you get some shots that are above the two of them mm-hmm. and you just see them from just interesting angles, I think. It's and a lot, lot of it is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see and understand everything that's going on. The camera's pulled back so it's not just a bunch of quick edits, like up close body shots and confusing stuff. You really get a... That's... And One they thing look I, good moving. It looks oh, great. they look so good. Yeah. And they each have their own like movement styles mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Sorry, a little thing I love during this sequence is it's the Larry Fishburne, the foot shuffle oh, reset yeah. that they do um near the end of the fight. Yeah. It's got a very um Bruce Lee uh, game of death 
I feel to it. Kind of. It, it, and the fight scene feels like. Um, have, have you guys seen Game of Death? Mm-mm. Yes. Um, so like the tower fight, it feels like one of those, like yeah. where he's in a level of. You know, he's got to fight, like, a boss character. Right. I kind of wish that we got to see more physicality awesome. from Larry. No, he, I think he looks so cool during the scene. I think it's awesome. They both look good. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I like that all the choreography for the fighting was specially tailored to each person's strengths because it they are not moved. No one moves the same in the film, but everyone looks good. It's very well choreographed. Yep. Running up Agreed. the walls, backflipping, jumping 20 feet, and it all putting your up. knee through the ground. It oh, looks I, so good. Yeah, I love the, the breaking of the, yeah. the knee. Yeah, it looks good. One it thing good. I, I've, like, just talking about that, like, when when someone gets hit or put into a wall, or it all looks so realistic. Tactile. Yeah. Like, yeah. It does, yeah. Like, and the sound. because it it's was. Tangible. tactile. Yeah. Everybody got their damn shit Shot on film. That's right. Oh, and something I read, this is a total sidebar, but it's like, man, Keanu Reeves might be legitimately superhuman because he <laughs> had a, like a spine and neck surgery. <laughs> he still did all the training. Like he had like some modified movements with kicking. He was shorted two months of training compared to everybody so, else. And he looks amazing. So the guys that were his stunt doubles for this film are the guys that went on to direct John Wick. Yep. Yep. Like Chad Stileski and uh, I'm not gonna remember. I, I can't think of the I'm other sorry. guy, but yep. Like that's pretty awesome. It is. Yep. All right, uh, I'm going to move on here to Joey Pants. God, oh. I I love Joey Pants. I love Joey Pants so much. He's so good in this. Yeah. As a kid, I really hated his character. For sure, but now well, that's good. Yeah, but now I just He's really love good. him. Yep. Yeah, I, he elevates everything that he's in. Like on a rewatch of Bound, he's mm. he is so good. At, I mean, I disagree, but he is really good. He almost steals the show. He he elevates so much. I mean, he's he he's does. he's the star in Memento in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. So in my opinion, here, Joey Pants chooses the right path. Now, I don't think he should have turned on his friends the way he did. Would you turn? Hold on. Yes. Would you turn yes, on your friends? I probably would. If if it meant like luxury and riches, even if in a fake world, yeah. Like you would be somebody important? Yeah. Like an actor. Like an actor? <laughs> Which, that's a comic line that they put in the movie. I feel like mm-hmm. it would be, is it Oberyn and Game of Thrones where it's yep. just like in a bed of women? Yeah. I feel like that's you. Give me it, that. In, a, in the blue pill. Yeah. I want to be a sex machine 24-7. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? I, I feel s- like... You're gonna end up in something like an eight millimeter. Like <laughs> you're gonna end up with a bunch of dudes that are ripped to shit in latex mask. I'm just in a snuff film Sex for the rest machine. of my life. <laughs> you're so important. <laughs> That's pretty good. So Is yeah, the gift of the magi where they yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Joey Pants, he's he's having a meeting with uh, with the agent Smith and having a nice steak, some wine. I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. The steak looks so good. I've never made 
here's the thing. And I do think this movie is best digested, not thinking about anything that happens in the movie. But how does he get jacked into the Matrix without anybody overlooking him? Because you get the idea that they have to have a sure. co-pilot. No, that's a good like, point. How does you he even plug. plug it into the no, back you of self his plug. fucking head? You self-plug. How do you self-plug? You just reach back there and grab. How do you unplug? How do you dial up a phone to get out of there? Now that is probably an important question. I bet this is that a giant someone, plot hole. I bet someone could explain it to you and it, it would be dumb. Because it, it doesn't make sense. It would be dumb. It does, it does you self-unplug. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Try it now. Hold on. Just take that take it out now. I think it's you're plugged hurt. in. Just take it out. I think it's gonna hurt. Reach take reach, your hand, take your reach hand, back reach there. Back. Oh my, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> that's uh, almost as bad hold as Hold I'm gonna plug this back in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guy. No problem. <laughs> Okay, well, we've learned here today that you can't self-unplug. Also, I think <laughs> that um, with as many fans as we have... Um, Our whole five, we love all five. I shouldn't have you. to plug a goddamn cord in the back of my brain <laughs> to do this show. You agreed to this many months ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think it's bullshit. Next up, uh, I've got Neo Meets the Oracle. Like we talked about this earlier, really good scene uh, in my opinion. And why is she running a daycare? Yeah. She's so powerful. <laughs> you Do their parents stupid... come at six and exactly. pick them up? Like what's they're about here bending spoons and <laughs> tossing yeah, blocks in the air. <laughs> there is no spoon. I wouldn't. I'm just saying. Wow. I wouldn't want these kids I'd in my house. With no, my cats. If I no, if there was a kid sitting over here on the floor with some blocks floating up, I'd be like. That's possession. You get right to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> Do absolutely not pass not. good. Well, she is making a nice batch of cookies. And they look like oatmeal. They and, do. And I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, you say Vatican. Question. This is a simulation. The computer shows 1999. Like, that's the pinnacle of mankind. That's in right. 1999. Yeah. The 90s were really boring, in my opinion. How you say you? that, but man. No. The what kid, are we going to do? The kids love the 90s. How dare you? I know, they but they the don't fashions. know what it was really like. They don't the know. 90s it was boring. Awesome. They we rode know. our bikes to the rodeo grounds and to Eastside Amico to pop, get pop soda. Pop culture was amazing in the 90s. Isn't that kind of cool, though, that, that we're all like the last generation that had an, an unplugged childhood? Like, that's kind of cool. Those, those kids don't know what it's like to have to have a family portrait in the seventh grade <laughs> and have a shirt from Gadzooks that zips from the chest up. Or as a girl to wear scratchy-ass velvet dresses. Mm. Or to discover porn in the woods. There were there was porn in the woods. Oh, I would really? like to go back porn to that time. <laughs> okay, so no, 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 no. <laughs> the computers created this simulation of sure. 1999. She says, like, ah, you know, the sign, like Latin, that the computers wouldn't know because it's a dead language, and then they bring it back in the simulation. Computers know, but it's dead. Nobody knows Latin. Computers they, don't have limits. Artificial intelligence knows but they, all. So, 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 they do, so, 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 so. if you watch the Animatrix. It does. Sometimes you can do such an incredible feat that you break. Like, run really fast? Run uh-huh. so fast. That short's awesome. Yeah. But so it is really good. I'm not making fun. So, and, and I think this is a question for all, like, things that 
you know, future things or movies that are about like like zombie movies. Do they know about zombies because of movies? Because no one calls them zombies. Right. So like in the yeah. Matrix, do they know about simulation theory? Because Yeah, he knows about it. He's got the book. He's got the book that he keeps right. all of he his has hacker book. stuff in. So it's like World on a Wire, does that exist? Like does So you're saying the, so like, the red pill should have gone down a little easier because he was already he had done his assigned reading. He was well, already exactly. so like open to these ideas because the art that exists, you know. <laughs> and like, why would the computers make that? Also, does our hometown exist in the Matrix? Would we have grown up in population 5,000? Right. You, you think Missouri. at a certain point, the limits of where it extends, that it would get to like the Midwest Bible well, Belt. Well, it explains that the Matrix is at the pinnacle of mankind in 1999. So when babies are born, where do they end up? <laughs> Batteries Baby, that babies are plugged are, in. No, no, babies aren't born. That's why Dozer and Tank are such anomalies whenever he comes no, out. They're grown in like, the fields. Oh. So when they're grown from the farms and yeah. then they're plugged in, they show it in the movie. Yeah. Growing that kid again. <laughs> Growing that kid again. So when they're plugged into the Matrix, it can't be 1999 because they can't grow up to be an adult in 1999. If 1999 is the finality, yeah, of I mean, again, you're like reading way too into it because they. Say I like that they, theory, though. Yeah, but they have no <laughs> they're idea. They're born what in '84. But how? Neo meets the Oracle. She tells him he's not the one. But basically, if he can fake it, he can make it. And what do you guys, what do you, what do you, Melanie, what do you think? Do you think, I think she's that, being honest to him or yeah, do you think she's lying? No, no, If you believe in something you can accomplish, mm -hmm. it is very human. Yep. I like it. I yep. like that she, again, I like all the stuff with the Oracle. I think it's awesome. I love that whenever he walks out and whatever she told you is for you alone. I don't need right. to know. And he is so certain He's so confident in mm -hmm. what Neo is to him and right. the future of humanity that he doesn't, he's like, I, I don't care what she yep. said to you. You're the one. Right. I like it. I buy into it. I think it's cool. I think it's very in a artificial simulation mm -hmm. neurowave world. I do really appreciate that. It's like, know yourself and you can mm -hmm. accomplish anything. It's Yep. It's nice. It's nice. What'd you I like this, I like her more in this movie than in any of the others. I agree. I think she's used in a actually, much better way. If I yes. remember, we they had to change actresses because uh, she passed. She passed, she passed away, away after. Yeah. yeah, this actress and is she's so good so too. Good. She's so she's charismatic. She's like, so sweet. Like, please be my grandma. Yeah, she's so sweet, mm -hmm. and everything about her, her kitchen and the way her sitting next to the, it's just everything's good. I love it. She's great. She knows exactly what to say. Yep. And. And her cadence is so yes. like comforting immediately. The movie is so busy and dropping exposition. That's another big part of why I like the Oracle. It's just sat on the table and that's it. Like that is, that's as much as you needed to know about this character and we're done. Stacey. I love that she makes him say ah uh, and yeah. checks his hands. That's true. Knowing, knowing mm -hmm. that it doesn't, it's, mean it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. She's, she's just, just like yep. going through because the motions. Because he feels like she probably does need to do some sort of yes. inspection. So she's like, this is more for you than me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stacey, it's what so are your good. thoughts on on what she tells I love Neo. the scene, but everything that happens in the scene is so on the nose. Seriano de Bergiac. Yeah. Big nose. Sure. Know thyself. Mm -hmm. Like she tells him that, like that's in Latin. That's the thing above him as he enters. He doesn't know himself. And right. that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And so he, as he presents himself, isn't the one, but once he yes. believes it, he, and then he can she become the one. Whole, yeah. like, right. The dead cat in the box theory right. to him about 
her, him breaking the base. I think she's great. I think the scene's great. Yep. I do think it's a, it, obviously it's no, no one's fault, but it's a tragedy that the way she's using the other films, the other actress, it's not as, it doesn't connect for me. Well, it, it also they changed the nature of her that she is a cog in a machine. Yeah. Right. You know, like she's just a program that is designed to confirm that the one exists to give people hope. Yeah. She to, definitely comes keep... off as colder. She doesn't have that mm-hmm. that warm yeah. warmness to her. And that I grandmotherly. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they should have recast her as Wanda Sykes with the MTV music. Oh, movie oh my gosh. Uh, uh. That which is they really went hard on I those. Rewatched, I rewatched that. It's it actually made me laugh. I still think it's funny. It's it so is, stupid. I think the MTV Movie Awards skit of The Matrix is the best Matrix media that's nope. ever been released. Nope. Who's in that one? Uh, Sean William Scott and Justin Timberlake. Amazing. And, and uh, uh, Will, Ferrell Will Ferrell is the architect. Is the oh, architect. that's right. Yeah. yeah. They wanted to call it Highway Crossing Frog. <laughs> I did that. I changed the name. Frogger. Ergo! <laughs> I do like the, if you go through this door... Don't go through that door. Mm-hmm. Neo comes in. God damn it. <laughs> He's pussy whipped. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for dropping the P-bomb. Dude, I do it all and the, the time. GD. I Don't know, be but sorry. You, you say it and it sounds gross. I do it because I know that I like making people upset. You put too many S's in it. Pussy. Ugh. Ugh. I don't have the censor button right now. I've got the other board. I can't censor Gross. <laughs> Next up, deja vu. Deja vu. What did you just say? Nothing, just had a little deja vu. What did you see? What happened? A black cat went past us, and then another that looked just like it. How much like it? Was it the same cat? Might have been, I'm not sure. Switch, APOC. What is it? A deja vu is usually a glitch in the matrix. It happens when they change something. A change in the matrix. Cypher, a.k.a. Joey Pants, turns on his crew. Hold on. I got to just say. Yes, please. As a father of cats. Yeah. I loved how much cat talk there was in this scene. Do you want to go ahead and shout out the cats real quick? Oh, my gosh. They're not going to hear this. Cat daddy. (laughs) Okay. I have two cats. I have Betty. She's my daughter and my grandma. (laughs) What does she look like? She's pure white with one tooth. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I moisten her food. Oh yeah! What a what a good what a good dad over here. And then I got Miles, and he's a little roughhouser, and he's young and just mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous, and just wants he's, to chase. He's spry. He's the full laser. of life, full of energy. How does that's right? Betty feel about young Miles? They used to hate each other. Yeah, as they often will start. And now they just put their faces right up next to they each just other be and sleep. Yeah. That's right. That's really cute. They join into one ball I do of love fur. Just mm-hmm. two, like cats, yeah. when they curl up together, it is very precious and mm-hmm. calming and nice. So in this mm-hmm. movie, when they see that cat mm-hmm. and then see it again, can you imagine how that made me feel? <laughs> now I can, yes. We knew Joey Pants was gonna turn on us. This This was his turning scene. Hello, Trinity. Cypher, where's Tank? 
you know, for a long time, I thought I was in love with you. I used to dream about you. You're a beautiful woman, Trinity. Too bad things have to turn out this way. You killed them. What? Oh, God. I'm tired, Trinity. I'm tired of this war. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of this ship. Being cold, eating the same goddamn goop every day. I really liked when he gets up close to Trinity's body and, like... Smells her. I love him sitting on all the bodies. Yeah. Like at one point, he's straddling mm-hmm. Larry. Yeah, he like is. he's he is. like fully yeah. just like on him. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could be there when you break. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I would just never it's... do this to anybody. Like <laughs> I would never I be like on. Not just Trinity. Somebody. I feel like it's sexually charged with everybody. I think you're he gets right. Up, he's ready to he, get. He's he's he's, he's been unplugged. He's been unplugged for nine years. Yeah. he's ready to get in. I don't have a Judas bone in me. I couldn't do it. He's ready to fuck, and that's. That's what I took from this. No, scene. no, he's not ready to fuck. He's he not. wants to go back in the machine. Okay, but I, I'm just saying, like, I think he was his real penis will never be touched. He wanted to go right there, though. Yeah, no, that's definitely creepy. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's great. Yeah, Cipher, which is Joey Pants, starts killing crew members. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Like he just starts killing people because, like, why this not? Shocked me when I saw it the first yeah. time. I was like, he kills like not- three people. It's cold blooded done pretty wild yeah not like this that's right not like this not like this if you have anything I- anything terribly important to say to switch say it now <laughs> not not like this <laughs> embarrassing death scene it is it's cheap she went out like a punk yeah because these these people you expect that they've all been through the training simulation and they could all just hold their own but out you there can't do anything so, i like you it though it shows how fragile anything. they are in yeah. the matrix yeah like you not, gotta that's why you gotta trust your home team mm-hmm. on your ship that Not you're like on. This. And Nolan, you've confirmed that if we were ever forming a team such as this, mm-hmm. that you will kill us. We couldn't trust you. You can't trust me. You're going to unplug. That's probably true. You're going to straddle both of them and you're unplugging all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think we should give him up to the Sentinels. Let's, <laughs> let's just kick him out of the ship. I would never vote to put him on the ship <laughs> in the first place. He, I mean, he's a natural born citizen of Zion. We can't, we can't do anything about it. We just got to kick him out. He is basically hey, just look, a living husk of a If human. we're being real, Zion is my place to be because I couldn't be on a ship. You wouldn't be on a ship. I'm s- terribly scared of what? space and wait, wait, wait. They're underground. So like They're in the, you're, the sewage, you're, the pipes. Your thing on Zion, what would you do? Is it just the orgies? The orgy party. Orgy and dance and eat and fuck, man. Yeah, or, well, orgies. What's your but, day job? Um, yeah, what do you do? How do you help the resistance? I clean the kitchen. You're okay. Wait, wait, wait. Checks You're a janitor? Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Basically. <laughs> this fantasy that we presented you. Yeah. I get to fuck a lot. Which do you? In, in this Zion world, Yes. Cypher's killing off crew members. He thinks he kills Tank. He doesn't. Tank gets his revenge on Cypher. Well played. Which Tank is like totally fine after. Yep. Like he says he's fine. He is he fine. He got like blasted it's not twice tank, too. Right? It's a different Is it one. Dozer? Dozer. Dozer gets killed. No, Dozer yeah. gets killed. Tank is Tank's the one, the one that, that gets, gets his revenge. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You got mm-hmm. it. Okay. You got it, my boy. My That's right. The future is AI and machines. 
Mr. Morpheus, Agent Smith, basically says. So this is to the point now where Morpheus has been captured, held, captured, held hostage by Mr. Uh, by Agent Smith. What do you What do you got to say? Any, anything about this scene here, Chris? Love it. He he takes. He says, "Listen, can I be honest with you?" And <laughs> takes out the earpiece, mm-hmm. kicks his takes buddies his out, off. takes everything off, and says, "I can taste." Your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I've somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? Neo initially, this is going back just a minute. Neo thinks that the choice has already been made initially that Morpheus is going to sacrifice himself for you. So it's like he gets taken and then they fall in the walls and like him and Trinity go on with the rest of the team. I do love that the slowly the realization, which is what we're getting to, we're going to go get our boy back. That's right. But mm-hmm. I do love the, there's so much exposition and over explaining in this film. I feel like this is something that is the way that the dialogue is for Keanu is really good. The decision of this is what we are going to yep. do. I can do this. Yep. It's really good. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. So as you just alluded to, Neo is going back into the matrix to, to on a mission to save Morpheus he tells Trinity not to come with him. Well, guess what? She's going to go with you, dude. Um, she outranks him. You know, that's right. Uh, so this is where we get my, I've talked about a lot of scenes I love here. This is my personal favorite scene in the movie is the lobby shootout action scene. All these agents coming out. Starts off security guards. Security guards. That are, that sure. are just part of the Matrix yeah. simulation. And we're going to need you to remove all beforehand, metallic that's objects. That's right. We've got. Neo and Trinity just stocking up on all kinds of guns. So Neo's in like, uh, I think his, I always misremember that the first quote uh, that Neo's in is like another pleathery, but it's not, it's like wool. It is. It's like a a thick material. Yeah. And this is like probably the most John Wu-ish scene in the film, in my opinion. Do you like the reveal of the guns whenever it's like, you gotta remove any metal objects and he's like, Mm -hmm. no. Yep. I love a similar scene in Lord of the Rings Two Towers <laughs> when they get to Edoras and say, We're gonna need to, you know, remove you of all your things. And then they just start <laughs> handing <laughs> over swords <laughs> and hunting knives. Yep. Daggers, just oh, different things. So, yeah. Yep. It's gotta be a playoff of that, right? Sure. <laughs> I would hope so. Maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, this sequence kind of reminds me of the uh, Terminator 2 shoot up in um Cyberdyne. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Yeah. I just, this is way more stylized, obviously. It is. And I love the style here. I, again, like I talked about earlier, the I tactility don't like the here music. is great. The music's a weird choice here. Sure. It's, I, that's the only it's thing. It's very techno y. Um, yeah. It kind of kills the scene a little bit for me. Not, it doesn't sure. kill it. That's harsh. But it's, I feel like it's such a cool visual moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we just had something different, it would have been really yeah. amazing. So, Don Davis, the composer, yes. does this score that's this guy's a trumpet player. So the score is very much like horn, brassy instruments mm-hmm. the whole time. And then anytime action picks up, it's do, do, da, do, 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 da, do, And it yeah. just, yep. I don't know, feels it's, it's different. different. It's yeah. jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This scene is the most jarring. Like yep. the, mo- the rest of it, I think it kind of, it'll, it works or I don't notice it as badly. But man, during this scene, especially on rewatches, I know the first time mm-hmm. I saw it, I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. And like I said, I, I still really love this scene. Um, but yes, I, I agree with with your guys' thoughts on the on the score there. Do we think it's jarring at all that and it's explained earlier in the movie 
that anybody that's plugged into the Matrix is a potential enemy, but they are just slaughtering other people who are batteries. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was jarred. Oh. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. Especially, again, all the security guards before any of the agents come down. I, I love the tactile nature of it. I think that seeing the columns explode, I think that that looks really cool. I love the side shot of Keanu moving between the columns in slow motion. I, I think like it looks the, really good. The sunglasses on him. I know that's like a really small nitpick. I don't like the sunglasses no, on him. He had to know they were going into a space where those marble columns were going to be exploding. All and that he didn't want that shrapnel in his eyes. Light mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. debris. I mean, have you played paintball, Mel? You just don't get it. You don't live the life. <laughs> and I, that's fine. I have I have paintballed. Because again, I, I grew up in the 90s not truly. in early 2000s. Not truly. You don't get it like the rest of us do. I've been um, hit with a paintball without padding. I listen, get it. <sighs> you don't want to take that in the eyeball. I don't. Is all he's saying. Yeah. Something that I really enjoy about the sequence and I think it carries on over to the John Wick films. I think Keanu has a physicality with guns. And I think it really shows at the end of the sequence when he has the uh, the two Uzi pistols. Yeah. And he's like like punch shooting. Yeah. And Gung fu. Yeah. I, I think it looks really good. And I think Keanu has such a unique physicality with guns. It's very attractive, and I can see why, like, man, John Wick, those movies fucking So rule. is it, do you think, like... Like, he's so good with guns. He, it seems people, very natural. Yes. Coolest people to hold guns in film, is it's it... John Wick, is it, it's, but it's Chow Yun Fat and Keanu? It, it's, yeah, it's, it's Chow Yun Fat and Keanu, and whatever is tier two, it's so far below <laughs> those two guys... Because, because they have a different they look unnatural. Guys. It looks like a it because it looks like a person shows up to set one day, they hand them a gun and say, All right, shoot this. But Keanu, it looks like he's been through months of training yeah, and like actually giving, understands yeah. safety and it's like giving everything. me a Funia sword. Stacey, I don't think you're giving enough credit to Nick Cage as Caster Troy and his double <laughs> golden guns and face off. Shut up, you. <laughs> I, I love you, but you know that Keanu and Cheyenne Fat are the best to ever hold a gun. I'm just making a statement. I don't even mean like best action actors. I just meant like for, the best for gunplay. For gunplay? That yeah, looks it's cool. those two guys. I think that's fair. Easily. All right, next up, elevator scene. Love it. So they, after this, shoot them up here. They get an elevator. They have to shoot their way up and they right up through it and there's like a huge explosion. It's very comic booky and it's pretty great. Like in a yeah. cool way. Yeah. I really like that scene. I just thought I'd the door flying that. off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Looks awesome. A little bit more diehard. Yeah. Yes. Uh we also get a great uh Agent Smith line, find them and destroy them. Classic. That's right. It is very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. At this point, we also get a lot of the bullet time that would uh come to define this series. Neo and Trinity uh steal a helicopter and all this like scene of like them um, rescuing Morpheus. I really like as well. Um, Keanu has, what is it? A, some type of yeah. Gatling, gun. Gatling gun that he's shooting through. But before they the even get, before they get the helicopter, this is the first time as a character, he has stayed to fight agent Smith. Right? That's true. 
Because he's, they always say run. If you see an agent run, and this is the first time he he, he stands, dodges yeah. the bullets. It's not the first time that they've noticed his speed. Yeah. Because they mentioned that in no, the Kung but, Fu right. simulation. But that is a thing where they're like, yeah. he stands his ground a little bit. He, he does um, the like signature he, matrix. Yes, yeah. he stands his ground the so lean Trinity back. can come around and yeah. shoot. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like they do the bullet time, and, you know, the agent's got the deagle. And yeah. It's awesome. I, I, it I think it's a cool scene. I, and again, just Carrie Ann Moss is so awesome. I love the the look on her face. You moved like they moved. Hmm. It's it's a little thing, but I she sells it really well. well she looks kind of disturbed. I love the shot that they do of her shooting the agent because you get it pulls back and wide. Yeah, you get pull back. It's a medium shot. You have the agent, like, flying back after getting shot in the head. And her stance is awesome. Like, her stance is awesome. It looks very anime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of the climax of the scene is with the helicopter crashing. Trinity again, badass mode. Very reminiscent of Die I love that she gets, like, the big action guy moment in this. That she's the one flying through the air. I Mm -hmm. love the sequence. So, when they're firing in on the agents and Morpheus is running through the water-filled room... Because of the fire alarm. I love the shot that's under the helicopter showing oh, the bullets yeah. from the minigun. Ca- bullet casings so in slow-mo just always looks cool. Yeah. There's a few different times in this movie. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a gun guy. I'm not like into that at all. But just but, seeing those fall is just it's so cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It, it has the same feelings of like Jesse Ventura holding the minigun oh, shooting sure. yeah. at the Predator. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Or like Rambo at the end of Rambo 2 like coming going in full Rambo. with the yeah. two miniguns and just, ah. Yeah. And those just shells hitting the ground. Like that shot from above, yeah. it's so good like, because yeah. you, you get a sense as an audience member about how many bullets they're fucking firing. And, and the precision of that, and him and how hitting Morpheus, and how powerful the yeah. agents must be, yeah. yeah, to set up the next fight where he goes against them. Yeah. So let's let's run this down real quick. I'm just going to finish my notes, yeah. and then you guys talk about anything you want to talk about in this final climax. So subway fight, apartment complex fight, and this is all between Agent Smith and Neo, Mister Anderson. Yes, and. There's a there's a good part in the subway fight where um Mr. or Agent Smith feels like he's going to achieve and Neo um regains it and says my name is Neo and it's a big thing and he does his thing. Uh what what's your name, Nolan? Chuck Mann Jr. Chuck Mann Jr. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> subway fight, apartment complex fight, and then Trinity Agent Smith shoots Neo like multiple times. He flatlines. Yeah, flatlines, and we come. Uh, we come to the realization that Trinity, um, true love will save you. Yeah, she's it's she, gonna save she you every time. Tells what tells the audience what the Oracle told her. But it's so good because Oracle. at the same time you're seeing all the Sentinels ripping apart mm-hmm. the Nebuchadnezzar, it's and you know exactly the, the same end is close for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can't turn on the EMP because Neo is still in the Matrix. And he's the one. And he is the one until they get him out. Because we can't turn that on. Neo 
I because do, Neo is the one. Neo. I do is, like the reverse uh, Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. in that he's dead oh, and she's like, "I love you. You That's have right. to live. You're yep. you are the chosen one." And there's sparks flying in the it's background beautiful. and lasers, and it then works. they kiss, and Listen, then it great. works. It's good. Can I love we it. talk about it's how the shit. end of this movie just rips off the end of Predator Two? No, we can't. We I don't can't know do if it. we can. Predator Two is good, but this is better. Neo awakens, and now after Trinity has has uh, told her told him that she loves him, uh, he awakens, and now he is a wizard, basically. <laughs> That's true. And he does some crazy shit. Do you love the the side of like it's almost like he's like yawning and just <laughs> yeah. like dodging moves? Oh, I think he puts his hand behind his it's back. It's so good. badass. <laughs> like it still plays. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's like another moment that like no matter how many times I watch it, I get that like that like hair raising well, that's like, right. this is fucking cool and him diving into agent smith it's like a mortal combat fatality yeah mm. like uh, <laughs> it's really good <laughs> and he does that flex in the whole hallway just like moves yeah, behind him because inexplicably he's in complete control yep. of the matrix yeah. at that point we're gonna nope out of here yeah once he leaps inside agent smith's body explodes it after all this happens you know everything everything turns out okay at least we think more or less. Mm-hmm. And we get Rage Against the Machine. It's a wonderful song. Well, then Neo gets up. on the phone in a phone booth. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And tells them agents. That's right. That's the Matrix. In my notes, I have a few things I like to call oh shit moments. Yes, please. Go for it, please. Neo says, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus says, because you've never used them. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yep. You're telling me I can learn to dodge bullets? When you're ready, you <laughs> won't have, have to. to. Oh, shit. oh shit! Oh shit! I'm the same age as Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus <laughs> and Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Man, Hugo went uh, on a tear after this too. He had yeah. awesome like late '90s, early 2000s. I feel I mean, like the still... Wachowskis had to tell him, actually, let's tone it back a little mm-hmm. bit because he goes too hard sometimes. I love it. The just. That Morpheus interrogation. He said he had fun. Oh. He said he was having a and blast. He, he looks like and it shows yeah. too, for sure. Highs and lows. Okay. Nolan, do you want to kick off? I'll start us off. Okay. My high moment is the lobby room shootout. I still love it with my whole heart. And uh, yeah, it gets me excited. Uh, my low point is the death of Joey Pants. Because obviously the machines are the main villain here, right? Or in, the, in Agent Smith, whatever. But... I think he would have been a fun character to like have keep going in the other in the in the sequels. Like, but they didn't know there were that's sequels true. coming. That's true. So that's probably yep. I just why. want more Joey Pants and yeah. everything. So that that's that's my low point. Um and uh my make him laugh moment is uh just a, like Chris already pointed out, a lot of a lot of lines in particular that Agent Smith says, and um I really like the line find them and destroy them. Mm. So my high is the opening sequence. I know that the mm-hmm. her slow kick doesn't really work, but I still think every time I watch this, I think I'm going to have the same reaction, which I don't have for every film. But I just, as soon as it starts, I'm like, man, this film's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really good. And I still, even though I have some issues with the philosophy and self-seriousness and all of that, I do have fun with this movie and I really like it. And I feel like that's such a good kickoff to mm-hmm. send you on this journey. My low is the 
uh, I wrote down Agent Smith goes big bada boom. I hate, I uh, hate the explosion. It's mm-hmm. like the only time the CG looks really shitty and bad and yep. I hate it. It, it dates it. It, 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 dates it. <laughs> it's awful. Sure. Also as like a, a B like small complaint is the music during the lobby yep. scene because sure. it is, it, it really hurts it for me. I think yep. that you could have a stronger, maybe just something more subtle or just, yeah, if it was more brassy mm-hmm. than techno, I would sure. like it more. Which normally I really like some electronic stuff. I just hate that part. And then my make them laugh is every single time anyone clicks the Nokia phone. And that's just like kind of a dated thing, but it's like so intense every time. And it's just, I can't handle it. Dang, it's so I changed my high. My high, the aesthetic of this film, if we were to go for a particular scene, I really like the training sequence. The Kung Fu scene is quite phenomenal. For my low, the wardrobe, they look like D-bags. Why would you look like that? I just, I think Trinity looks hot as hell. I like it. I'm sorry. Agreed. It's respectfully. My makeup is also the wardrobe. I mean, if she came up to me right now, I'd be like, I'll take you seven days out of the week. I also, I agree. Uh, These complaints are not (laughs) towards Trinity specifically. This is towards everyone. What What about Neo's cool friends who take him to the club at the beginning? They look great. Goatees. Nope. Tall. Nope. Uh, necklaces. A lot of like, it's a lot of plastics, a lot of chain, a lot of, you know, textures. We, mm-hmm. we love a texture in the 90s. There's sure. a lot of bad wardrobes in this film. <laughs> My highs is going to be the wardrobe. Uh, I just love the leather. Love the PVC. <laughs> you are lying. It's a lot of Love PVC. the glasses. I mean, That's your favorite thing for this movie? You embody it right now. Why in the Morpheus fuck did you coat? wear this? Why did you wear, wear this? this today? It was ironic. Well, it looks so it looks, good. It looks hot as shit. You look great mm-hmm. in this. It doesn't. You can see my beer gut clearly. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you didn't. Why didn't you wear a shirt under <laughs> the coat? You're like It's got to be really sweaty in those Pits. That's true. That's it's pure leather. I'm only gonna peel this oh off later. Gosh. Like it's the peeling of a sausage. It's you have to really peel good. it on a out. casing. <laughs> okay, but my high is much like Stacy's. That dojo scene. It's the first time you ever get to see him take what he's learned and apply it. And he's only learned the technical side. He hasn't learned how to use it yet. Use the environment too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I thought that was rad. And then just anytime they're doing hand-to-hand stuff, I love that way more than the gun stuff, even though bullet casings look rad when the they're gun falling. The stuff looks cool, but yeah. yeah, I agree. But even the subway scene, we didn't really talk about it, but just him and Agent Smith just going hand-to-hand, just fighting mm-hmm. and... It I looks know, good. It looked great. And the sound is just like... Just these mm-hmm. deep it's punches. It's buzz and... Yeah. yeah. It's thuds, yeah. Say no lows for me. Nice. Uh, That's fair. I, I've got. Let's see. Make him laugh is definitely Agent Smith doing the sweat grab, shoving no. up Morpheus's nose, <laughs> so good. and just really good. how much he hates this place. <laughs> I think a lot of people point back to uh, Plato's The Cave as the basis of the story. One of yeah. It is interesting because you could see it from a different perspective. It's also kind of the cave for Agent Smith that he has this awareness that 
things are not the way they should be. And that I think he that is Agent Smith is one of the most world. interesting characters in the story. So, like, the cave allegory doesn't just apply to Neo. It also applies to Agent Smith, who is a program. And I think that's interesting. I didn't talk about it, but I do like that in mythology, Morpheus is the god of dreams and in this morpheus is waking people up it's like i know well, that there's a lot of stuff that you're like oh it's stupid but i, I do like that. that uh they the wachowskis directed uh lawrence fishburne to act like morpheus from the sandman comic which is apt, because yeah. you know they steal from everything i must ask you mary fuck kill morpheus neo cypher okay that's easy i'm gonna Go marry cypher <laughs> We're going to live in the Matrix. We're He's going to be my movie star boyfriend. Mm. And we're going to be 69 and dicks. While also, mm. like, we're going to be loving, like, all the ladies. We're going to be loving each other. We're going to be loving steak. And we're going to be loving red wine for whatever fucking reason with cigars. I'm going to marry Cypher. I'm going to fuck Morpheus. Because I like the strength he brings. You're killing the one? Shut up. Listen, I I like when they're stuck in that tile and Morpheus knows that it has to go. Mm-hmm. He he charges himself like a Dragon Ball character. He's, he goes to that tile. And I think he can bring the same intensity to the bed. I'm going to kill Neo. You know why? I don't. Because the only way for my and Cypher's marriage to work is we got to kill the one. Because <laughs> the Matrix has got to stay intact the way it is. So fuck Neo. <laughs> I'm gonna. I made my choices. I'm gonna marry Morpheus because I don't want to affect the relationship of Trinity and Neo. But I am mm. gonna fuck Neo. Nice. Sorry, I'm killing Cipher because that's that's the moral correct thing to do. Lame. Sorry, those are my choices. Milk toast. I apologize. Boring. <laughs> okay, uh, I am marrying Keanu. I am fucking Cypher and I'm killing Morpheus. I love that you said I'm marrying Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, marrying, I'm marrying the one. But in my mind, it's just You're Keanu. You're like, I'm marrying Keanu now. Like, yeah. He's 60. That's what I want. <laughs> it is what I want. I know. I get it. <laughs> um, and I, I look, there's nothing like, I, I have nothing great to say here other than, you know, I feel bad because. Why I are like you killing Morpheus? I like him. That's what I was going to say. I feel bad, but you got to pick one. All right, I had my first draft, and it was way off, way off base. I wrote it out, and then as you all were talking, I was, I just was rereading it. Couldn't make heads or tails of it. It didn't make any sense, so I re, I redone it here. Dude, this is like the most anyone's ever put into any of my thought. questions. I ever. like it, man. Well, I, I've written three pages on this okay. topic. All right, let's so, let's see what your calculations brought. Much like Stacy, Cypher is the long-term guy. That's fair. Thank you. As long as we can wrap a few things up first. So his fatal flaw in the movie, mm-hmm. he talks too much. Yeah. He should have just started mm-hmm. unplugging that shit That's true. out of He was doing theatrics and yep. jumping on people, to hugging them, getting too close. Straddling, yeah. breathing, yeah, yeah, yeah. deep breathing right. on people. So <sighs> we need to get some people out of the way. Yeah. Morpheus. You're Boom. unplugging people. Oh, left yeah. And right. You're Before done. I even give the speech, I'm unplugging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, yep. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Because they wouldn't even know what happened, why people are dropping. Oh, yeah. They're, right. they're going to be like, what the hell? It's like, oh, exactly. shit. All our people are dying. We call oh, it an anom- brain aneurysm. Anomaly. Mm-hmm. Anomaly. Anomaly. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So we get Morpheus out of the way. Then we do a straddle. Nice. <laughs> we yeah. got Neo. Oh. Just the splayed two out there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Wait a minute. Yep. Are you marrying Cypher and raping Neo? Well, we don't we don't say it in those terms though. Now that you've said it in those terms though, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give him a quick dial-up call. It's like, is this okay? Do I have your consent? Thank you. Thank do you. Do we have your consent? Hang up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do, like do and, and you're just like, look. I'm not killing you, but I am going to fuck you. Hold on. What? But is you he eventually... jacked in while you're jacked in. Hmm. And you know what I mean. <laughs> That's the real question. And sometimes you don't get answers to questions. I think I think it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we marry Cypher yeah. at the end of the day, because we do want the finer things. We like steak. Yeah. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's already hard enough. You're marrying Cypher, you're effing Keanu, you're killing. Morpheus. Morpheus. He's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. too much. We came down on the right conclusion there. So. All right. Well, guys, this has been quite an episode, but a lot of fun. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And we'll bring you back on anytime you want, but in particular, when back for the Matrix yeah. uh, sequels, if you're so inclined. I will re-enter with okay. you. Okay. He'll re-enter the Matrix we'll with us. Get reloaded. All right. Uh <laughs> In the meantime, uh, give us a like, give us some reviews, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find me personally on Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr. You can find uh, Cinema Parlor on Twitter and on Instagram as well. I'm on Glover 84 on Letterbox. Do you have a social media presence? Is- do you want anyone to? Oh, yeah. I'm you? just always on social media, just <laughs> jacking in just and jacking in looking around. Jack in and find you. At? You can jack in and find me at uh, Moon City McGuire on Instagram. And that's it. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's I never jack in. I never yeah. post anything. And, and I love life, it that way. Living yeah. your life. Melanie. Plastic Werewolf on all social media. So. So if we jack into all social media, we'll find you at Plastic Werewolf. Mm-hmm. I think on Tumblr, I'm Plastic Thing. But yeah, everything else, Plastic uh, Werewolf. Okay. Matrix Rules, I enjoyed it. Good discussion. A lot of fun. Point so well, we'll see you here in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, enjoy the nice spring weather, hopefully wherever you are at. Goodbye. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.